Visit Arcade Club, Europe's largest classic arcade, with over 200 video and pinball machines, there's classic consoles and computers, there is also PS4s, Xbox Ones, Wii U, PC and Oculus Rift, and regular tournaments and competitions. All machines are set to free play. Open Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays. Check out arcadeclub.co.uk for more details. Tenpence Arcade are proud members of the Throwback Network and the Retro Junkies Network. Ha! My name's Rootin' and Tootin' Victor Marland, or Victor Marland, aka Vertvic, and this is the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. And you, sir, are I am Sean in your face, Ollie. Yeehaw! That was very well done. It's good, though, isn't it? This is a special point five podcast, so I can relay my stories from my recent Chicago to Austin American trip, and also talk to you, young man. I haven't talked to you for ages. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. Guess where I've been, Vic? Uh, America, Blackburn, Blackburn. Yeah. What have you been doing in Blackburn? Playing games. Excellent. Well, we'll get onto that in a moment. To just tell the listeners what we're going to do for this one, there's no featured game because we're going to still be playing that until next two weeks. We've got an extension on that for everyone to play and everyone's loving it. But this trip started from a flight to he- from Heathrow to Chicago. And then wife and I drove between Louisville, Kentucky, Nashville, Tennessee, just for a day. We passed through Chattanooga. Pardon me, boy. Is that the Chattanooga choo-choo? Right on track 29. And on to Atlanta, Georgia, a few days over Christmas Day. Charleston, South Carolina. Savannah, back to Georgia. Stopped over in a town called Montgomery in Alabama. Then we went to New Orleans, Louisiana, stopped overnight in Port Arthur, Texas, and then on to Austin, Texas, and then we came home again. Wow. It's a long one. We drove 2,600 miles about. Wow. Uh, what's New Orleans like? That's one place I've always wanted to go to. Party town. Really good. Yeah, it sort of reminded us of Vegas a little bit. Everyone was on the streets drinking and dancing. There was loads of live music going on everywhere. It was really nice, but better than Vegas because it's a lot smaller. Mm, nice architecture, though, in there. Really, kind of really nice. Yeah, look, in New Orleans and Savannah, they were very old school type. It looks sort of like, I'm not sure if they still were British built houses from back when we still used to be the imperialist rule over there. But it yeah. certainly reminded me of UK houses. There wasn't those skyscrapers and loads of chain shops. And it was really sort of towny and, and nice. Mm. Really nice. I, I think everyone should go there. It's brilliant. <laughs> I might do. I might pop over. Yeah, just for a minute. Yeah. Anyway, old son, I've got loads to talk about, so let's hear from you first. What have you been up to since the last podcast? Well, the last podcast for me has only been two weeks, but it does seem like a long time because I missed you, buddy. I missed (laughs) missed you you too. But the Maximum Power Up guys did a great... Uh, a great sort no, of they podcast didn't. with us. Yes, they did. No, they did. didn't. The Maximum Power Guys did an absolutely brilliant job. You did a really good job all together. It was brilliant. I listened to it. I was actually in a graveyard <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Wife right. was looking round a graveyard in Savannah, I think. It was a, a sort of an ornate, beautiful one. And I yeah. was really hot and I was pretty worn out. And I said to her, oh, do you mind? She said, no, no, you sit here and listen to your headphones. Got my headphones on for the drive anyway. We're passing through somewhere. 
So I just listened to the podcast. I was listening to the podcast then, and it really amused me. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. Right, so I have had a great Christmas with family and friends, caught up with some old, more of my old Savin friends again, so that was really good. Excellent. Been to Arcade Club, of course. Oh, guess what Arcade Club have got at the moment? What have they got? More just cabs? In, oh, yeah, lots more cabs coming, I think. They've got Joust in cocktail form. Oh, that is a nice cabinet. Quite a rare yeah. one. There wasn't many of those made, I don't think. Yeah, player one and player two are actually on the same side of the cab. Yeah, indeed. You play together, yeah. Yeah, really good. And also, I've been to the Batcave last night. I missed a December Batcave, so I was looking forward to this one. Yeah. And that was busy, and I actually did a YouTube video, so you can check out a link in the show notes. for. The... I have, I've already checked it out, and it's pretty good. And the highlight of that night, it was a fighter-oriented night, so there's a lot of brawlers in there. Yeah. But when no one was looking, I swapped to the CD on on the Dreamcast for Stormwind. Have Ooh, you heard of that? I've got it. Uh, yeah, a horizontal shoot 'em up with just amazing graphics. Great gameplay. Yeah, it's a really nice game. It's yeah, beautiful. I game. remember I pre-ordered that. Uh, oh God, when it first was uh, talked about, and mm. I think it took two and a half years for it to turn up on my doorstep. <laughs> I paid for it. It was about thirty-five pounds. I paid for it when I sort of ordered it. And I kept waiting and waiting. It was put back. But there's a big, long story about what happened to it. I think something happened to their distribution um, wing, and this was delayed and that was delayed, and it was just a nightmare. And then in the end, it came, and it is absolutely brilliant. There's, there's a lot of buttons to play with on the game, though. Yeah, you've got left and right fire, haven't you? You can shoot behind you. Yeah, yeah, there's about six buttons in total. It's quite complicated to play, but, I mean, it's one of those technical shooters that people like you yourself would mm. like to play. It's good. I, I only found three buttons. <laughs> well, next time you come see me, I'll bang the Dreamcast on. We'll pop it in a Dreamcast. Yeah, excellent game. Good game, though. Good game, good game. <laughs> I haven't done that for a while. Right, so now we broach the massive subject, Vic, of what have you been up to since the last podcast, young man? Not a lot. Uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> moving <then>. Feedback. On. <laughs> right, one thing I was doing, I talked about earlier, was listening to our podcast without me. And it's yeah. a lot better without me in it, isn't it? No, it's way better. Don't, don't be silly. <laughs> a bit too good, I think. I might let you two do that again. You three do that again. One thing I did like, I thought was quite fun, it was in the vein of my thinking, is was Phil was talking about, when we were talking about Final Fight, you know, you sort of got to, you beat your way through the levels, you walk along and you get to the different, and you get to the boss who's pinched your girlfriend or your daughter or whoever she is. Yeah. Phil said, why bother? Just just get in a car, drive <laughs> to him, shoot him in the head and, and get your missus. Off you yeah. go. Job you done. Do, I was like, walk. That's what I do. Yeah, you wouldn't walk along the street, would you? Get in a car. Yeah, get in a car. Especially when you've got to duff up later on for the, the bonus level. It's yeah. like, wh- why are we doing this? Just get in it and drive to the boss. <laughs> <laughs> also, I like the fact that you did 1942. Yes. You did it right in its face. Finally finished it. You yeah, completed great it. Great feeling. That made my Christmas, that. It did. I was really pleased for you, mate. That was absolutely brilliant. And you've done at least one more other game. Are we not going to talk about that just yet? Well, it's our featured game, isn't it? Yeah. So, it, well, if we're doing the next podcast in two weeks, mm-hmm. we can mention it a bit, can't we? Go on, men. Because I have one CC Kung Fu Master. Do you know what? I hate you. And you know I'm, how long I've been trying to one CC that and you've just gone and done it in a week? So I'll have a go. I've done it. Bugger. But I can't do it. I can only do it on a proper cab. I, I cannot do it on MAME. I don't know what it is. Really? 
I think there might be a tiny, tiny bit of lag or something. And I'm going to have to check my MAME setup. Yeah, there might well be. I've got it on a cab at the moment. I've got it in one of, I've banged it in a pony. Yeah. Uh, and I've also, we'll talk about that later on. I've got something for you as well. I've got loads of things for you actually later mm. on. We will talk about that later on. We're getting ahead of ourselves, young man. Yes, yes. Anyway, my audio diary starts on the way to Chicago. And in the vein of the Sean Holly diary business, yeah. here it is. Oh, I'm on a plane. There's a bit of a cuff off of my bag earlier. I forgot it, left it somewhere. But now I'm on here and we've got a nine hour flight ahead of us. So I'm going to get some notes done for the Galloping Ghost and we should be there in about nine hours. Pray! <coughs> hey listeners, I'm actually on the plane now, as you might hear. But for some reason we've got upgraded to Economy Plus and I just have real chicken. Oh, it's lovely. I'll see you in Chicago. I just landed in Chicago and I'm about to go to the toilet because I haven't been to the toilet in nine hours. Which is a bit weird. I loads to drink on the plane as well. It's pretty groovy here. Quite empty actually. I hope we can get our bags quick. I'll talk to you very soon. I'm back again. We just got in the hotel. It's a tiny little room but it's nice and warm. It's a bit cold outside. It's like minus two or something silly. And I think we're going to go and eat something in a minute. I am starving. It's like two o'clock in the morning back home. What am I doing? I'm going to crash soon, I think. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I've just been out to eat, and I've eaten something called a Sloppy Joe. It was like a mangled burger. It was very nice, and a Michelin-starred one at that. And I'm going back to the hotel, and I'm going to sleep. I'm absolutely cream-crackered. Good night, everyone. And after that, here is me just about to get revved up. I was getting excited in the morning, being a bit silly with wife and breakfast. Just about to get revved up for my meeting with the Skycursor guys, Chris Cruz and Phil Golubish. I'm at a breakfast diner and I'm about to have biscuits and gravy. Biscuits don't go with gravy. I think it's some kind of other kind of biscuit. And after that, we're meeting up with the Skycursor guys and then our adventure begins. Right. So we met up, and I gave the guys some Marks and Spencer's biscuits, same as the ones we got from Bobby Hazelnut, because I like them quite a lot. They were really good, then. They were good biscuits. That's why I took them to America, mm. for our chums over there. And I gave them some mince pies. And all the Americans I spoke to and gave mince pies to seemed to think that they have mince meat in them, actual meat. It is a strange name, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I had to... Because um, Phil and Chris are both vegetarian, I went, no, no, there's no meat in them. So I went, well, why are they called mince meat? I said, it's just fruit and stuff, you know, same with a sort of Christmas cake. He went, oh, right, they sort of looked a bit confused. I went, yeah, yeah, right. Because wife picked them specifically because they don't really have them in America. It's like an outdated thing over there. Right. Where here, we get them some halfway through October, don't we? Until like midway through January. Yeah, I love them. So do I. But I didn't have mm. many. I don't, I don't think I've had many over Christmas, you know, because I've been over there. Mm. And I didn't even rob one out of the box before I gave them to them. I've had 176. I should hope you would, sir. <laughs> so, got to the guys. Uh, we didn't do any audio in the car because we were too busy trying to navigate where we were. And it was 70,000 miles of traffic to get through. We drove to the Galloping Ghost. And it's a little bit out of town from where I was staying. Because I was staying right in the middle of Chicago. And this is a bit out. It's in... Is it Brookfield? It might well be, yeah. There's plenty of stuff around it. And apparently it's right in the middle of loads of airports and, and uh, train stations. Stuff, so it's really easy to get to. My mind was blown when I got there, and I did a, I say a quick walk round. The walk round audio is about 20 minutes, and here it is. 
Hey listeners, guess where I am? I am in the Galloping Ghost. We've just had a bit of dinner and, oh my God, this is going to be a long one. I'm looking around now and I'm physically aroused. Yes, I am. I've just been talking to Doc, the owner. He seems a really great guy. I'm going to talk to him a little bit later on about stuff. I'm going to attempt to do a walk around, but it might be quite a less enthusiastic one because it's so big. I mean, it's going to take me a week to walk around. I'm looking at the moment at the set of uh, Mortal Kombat. So there must be 12 or 13 Mortal Kombat cabs with slightly different games in. All the Mortal Kombats, the Ultimates. They've got six game grids, which is like three cabs stuck together. And you play against it. some sort of like uh, 3D kind of game. I can see a Bio Freaks. I can see loads of games that use that same, same kind of cabinet. I'm standing in front of a Cruising USA, which is you sit in an actual truck and play it. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at a Blue Falcon, which looks like some kind of Thunderblade with a really cool flight yoke in it. You sit in. Got a load of Street Fighter cabs here. I mean, they must do like awesome tournaments. Like, we've got Street Fighter 2, Championship. On the end of there, you've got Ghosts, Ghosts and Ghouls, Ghosts and Goblins, and Ghouls and Ghosts next to each other, as they should be. Got a couple of Street Fighter 3, 03s, Third Strikes, you know, Street Fighter 4. And there's some more. There's a Thunderblade next to me here now. I'm looking at a mouse trap. That's a really rare cab with the three buttons. Uh, an Anteater. I love a bit of Anteater in a proper stern cab. Oh my goodness. I'm looking at a zookeeper. I'm going to have a go on that. A proper zookeeper. I'm going to do a video as well, I think. Um, but yeah, it's really It's got the world records on here. 63 million. I'll beat that, no problem. Uh, I'm going around. There's a Rampart. More rare cabs. Rampart. A food fight. It's got a joystick on it. Which, oh, it's actually an analogue as well. Re- oh, nice. Oh, a Bosconian original there as well. That's a nice looking cab. Asteroids. Blasteroids right next to it. And we've got a Xevious. This looks like an Atari. We've got a Space Jewel color vector. Gravatar color vector. Star Castle with the overlays. Little tiny missile command. Little cabaret. Got a Star Trek. Unfortunately, that's not on. It's got a spinner and all different stuff. That's a color vector usually. A Cyberball 2072. That's an Atari. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. There's a game that looks like a more modern version called a Dirty Pigskin Football. Dirty Pigskins. And it's got like these huge American football joysticks. I'm getting a picture of those later on. A Blitz 99, it's like an American football game with a huge 39-inch monitor on it. A pigskin, that's a real fun little game to play against your mates. We've got a row here, um, we've got a bomb jack, crazy climber, elevator action, proper nibbler, eyes, oh, a proper game of eyes. Oh, oh, toot and pump, forget that, that's right next to it. And on the other side, you've got some, you've got a little sports game, you've got Arch Rivals, which is a fun basketball game. You've got NBA Jam, you've got uh, a load of Neo Geo, so there must be a, at least 12 or 13 Neo Geo cards with different games in. They've got a proper Pitfall 2 machine, which has got a really nice looking overlay on it, that's really cool. Indiana Jones, System 1 cab. Oh, Escape of the Planet Robots. Escape from the Planet of the Robot Monsters with proper joysticks, lovely looking cab. Got a Karnov, I've never even seen that on cab before. Got a Toki next to that, Gauntlet. I'm still walking past loads of Neo Geo machines. Gauntlet Dark Legacy. Got Cyberpiece, Piece, E-SWAT, got a Robocop, Rolling Thunder, uh, got a Strider and a Strider 2 in the same cabinet, I think you can choose between the two games. A Ninja Warriors, three screen, looks a really nice game. Rolling Thunder 2 next to Rolling Thunder, why not? Elevator Action 2, we've got a Bionic Commando, 
Oh my lord, there's so many games here. I need to play these on there. Got a G.I. Joe, got Rambo 3 and Dynamite Duke. Have you seen those? Jackal, Super Contra, Contra. Oh, this must be the sort of uh, yeah, this sort of the RPG when you got Kadash, Gate of Doom, Brastan, Nastar Warrior, Rygar, Black Tiger, Magic Sword, Knights of the Round, the Monster Bash and a proper Cabox, lovely. The Outfoxies, uh, POW, got a load of gun games I can't get past all these guys. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, both games in there. I'm going to walk around to the, where the racing car games are now. There is so much stuff here, it's unreal. This is brilliant. It's a heaven. Oh, more classics here, I'll walk up and down the classics. Just got in front of a lady taking pictures. Well done, shot my face in there now. Oops. Berserk. Uh, we've got Mad Planets and we've got um, Cuba right next to it in the same kind of cabs. They look really nice next to each other. Spy Hunter proper game. A Burger Time. A nice Gorf. A Tempest, that's not on. A Bump and Jump. Oh, favourite of mine. Honest, Gov. Moon Patrol. And you got a load, a load of Williams here. We've got uh, Robotron, Defender, Stargate, Joust. Joust 2. It's a really rare game. A proper Frogger. We've got Flicky, which is a really nice little game. There's a Super Mario Brothers in a wide body. And another one next to it in a normal cab that's been converted from a Nintendo. And you've got the usual Alex favourites, Donkey Kong 3, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong. What's the high score on Donkey Kong? There isn't one, I haven't got a high score kit. That's good, I can get a high score on there. And then we've got the racing card games now. We've got Outrun, Super Hang On, Super Monaco GP. Oh, with a really weird screen. It's got some sort of Fresnel lens in it. That looks really nice. Oh, there's a turbo in a proper cab with the LED displays on the side. That's lovely. SVC Chaos and Neo Geo Battle Coliseum, all the sort of newer, uh, newer fighting games. Guilty Gear X. Beautiful screen on that. Oh, it's a couple of fighting games. You've got loads of Capcom versus other people kicking the bejesus out of each other. Speed Race, that's a weird looking cab. I really like that. Pole Position, classic. Paperboy, I'll have to have a go on that. I haven't played a paper for years. APB, I sure would like a donut. What else we got here? We've got Road Blasters, we've got Championship Sprint and Badlands, all the sequels next to each other. World Rally and a really cool looking cab with a steering wheel. Got a load of vampire saviors and more fighting games. I like the way they put all the games themes together. It's really nice. Afterburner, Power Drift, big Sega lot here. G-Lock, uh, Joe Mangles Off-Road Racing, Iron Man Student. Oh, we've got some sit-down racers here. I've got Stun Runners, Lucky and Wild 2-Player. A load of gun games over there. You've got like the Silent Scopes and Terminator 2s and the House of the Dead and all that sort of junk. Uh, Need for Speed Underground, two-player. Oh, more classics. Vanguard, I'm playing that later on. Warlords on an upright cab with a... Oh, wow, it's got a... Uh, a backlit get a screen, you know, on the on the, um, the glass where it's projected backwards. That looks beautiful. It's got a little 3D effect on it. Oh, that is so nice. A Konami Jailbreak, never liked that game. Nice-looking cab, though. A tubing, proper tubing. Guy playing Tetris there. Puzzle Fight. I've got a load of puzzle games here, by the way. But Atomic Punk 2, which looks very like Bomberman. Oh, Bubble Bubble, nice game. Clax, proper Clax, upright. Arkanoid and Reventure Doe in the same cab. We've got a circus here, which is a really cool old black and white game with overlays. Really cool looking game. Oh, Crystal Castles, a game called Freeze. I've never even seen that game before. It looks like a cool little puzzle game. And Jungle King, Frontline, Kicks, all in the same kind of cabinet. 
I just walked past. Oh my god, there's another row. Oh my lord. This must be the longest walk round I've ever done. Captain Commando, Blood Brothers, uh, Sunset Riders and Cowboys and Moon in the same cab, obviously. Uh, Batman and Superman, same cab. Good idea. Spider-Man 4 player, Spawn, the Punisher, uh, Gladiator cab. Haunted Castle, that's like a um, Castlevania type game. I like the graphics on that. Oh, and a Castlevania next to it. Oh, that looks nice. That's in a uh, Nintendo game. That's the Versus version. Big Punch Out, Die Hard Arcade, Real Ghostbusters, Zybot, Mercs, uh, WrestleMania, Midway, and there's Real WWF, WrestleFest, and Superstars in the same cab. Some more fighters here. We've got stuff like uh, Virtual Fighter 4, Soul Calibur 3, got a few four players there, Captain America and lots of stuff, Ultraman, Godzilla, never even heard of that game, Total Carnage, got uh, Turtles at the end of that as well. What else we got here? Uh, oh, lovely Dig Dug, I'm gonna beat that score, no problem. Mr. Do, Popeye, nicely themed together. Wizard of War, love that game. Got a crawl there, never even played a crawl. It's got really big back top joysticks, a big military Tron, and a Discs of Tron upright. That's a projected game as well, that looks really cool. Oh, cool, Rampage, three player. Rampage World Tour. Uh, Turtles and Turtles in Time in the same cabinet, that's a good idea. Battle Toads, huge screen, final fight, our game, I'll have to play that in a minute. We've got an Atari line again, Centipede, Atari Millipede, Galaxian, Galaga, Galaga 3, Galaga 88, Space Invaders, proper Space Invaders on a midway cab with the buttons, Pac-Land, Super Pac-Man and Junior Pac-Man in the same cab, another Pac-Man, Pac-Man Classic and Turbo in the same cab, love it, Aliens game, Aliens vs Predator, Cadillacs vs Dinosaurs, a game called Extermination which looks, oh it's sort of a, an up the screen shoot with some guys with huge weapons, huge weapons, Akari Warriors and Heavy Barrel in the same cab, Midnight Resistance with the proper spinners, Datary spinners on there, feel good, Time Soldiers, that's a classic, oh Adventure, that's got a huge joystick, look at the size of the joystick, you kill someone with that joystick. I'm trying to look for where I haven't been yet. God, this place is massive. I'm going to get a talk to Doc later on. Hopefully in the back room I get a bit quiet. This is lovely. I love it. I'm going to have to leave you a minute, listeners, and go and play some stuff. This is brilliant. Oh, there's another... We've got Phil here from the Sky Cursor team playing Shadow Dancer. Dancing with Shadows! Shinobi, Smash TV, Forgotten World with the proper spinners, a proper control panel. Splatterhouse, Altered Beast, Golden Axe. Oh, that's Revenge of Death equals Adder. Golden Axe normal version. Alien Storm and Michael Jackson. <laughs> Moonwalker in the same cab, three player cab. They have an alien syndrome with a proper top with a the big purple ghosty demony thing on top, which is a really cool looking thing. There's a weird looking plastic cab here with a galloping ghost logo. I don't know what the heck that is. That's a really odd looking weird thing. I'll investigate that later on. Rally X upright, I love that. There's a toilet. You really need to know about that though. Double Dragon, Double Dragon 2 in the same cab. Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja. Uh, DJ Boy and Combat Tribes in the same cab. Ninja Baseball Batman. What a game. Wow, there's a really big game here called Game Ground. It's not working for us. It's a really, really wide cab with three players on it. That looks awesome. X-Men four-player cab, not the big six-player one. Oh, they've got a trog. Oh, my God, there's more out the back. This place is massive. 
They've got a Space Lords, the two-player machine together. Uh, Sega Strike Fire, three-screen thing. You've got a Star Wars Trilogy, this is all the Star Wars stuff here. Return of the Jedi, Star Wars Upright. Stratavox machine, that's really cool. Go with his face in the battle zone. Vindicators, Sarge, a couple of cabs not working. You've got an Omega Race Environmental. Oh my god, that's waiting for repair, looks so cool. Congo Pongo in an upright cab. Proper 720 degrees with a weird joystick. I'll have a go on that later on. Uh, Crater Raider. Oh my lord, it's got such a weird screen. It's got like a, a weird Fresnel lens, makes it look really wide. Well, that is weird. But the, the actual screens, I don't know where it is. Up the top, maybe? I don't know. Bucky O'Hare, big cab. Circus Charlie, it's so cute. Oh, they've got a wacko. What a weird machine. It's like all bent up on a funny angle. What a weird cab. Cosmic Cruise, another really strange looking thing. That is bizarre. Got a kick. Uh, Lunar Lander with a proper <laughs> joystick thing. A mace, the Dark Age. Looks like a sort of, uh, almost like a Soul Calibur thing. Oh, look at that, looks pretty cool. Assault with the proper joysticks all working. Roadrunner, nice game in a, a System 1 cab again. A game called Us vs. Them, I've never even seen before. Beachhead 2000, which is a, a sort of more modern game with a big trackball and a load of buttons. That looks quite cool. Bubbles, a favourite of the uh, No Quarter guys. A game called Blasted by Bally, I've never even seen that before. That's a bizarre game. Another one I've never seen before, Interstellar, what the heck is that? Well, that is really cool. It looks like a, um, like a laserdisc game, maybe. I'll have to ask Doc about that. Ooh. There we got Pit Fighter, Tekken 3, Tekken Tag, Night Slashers, Monkey Ball, I'm really cool with a banana joystick. Initial D. We've got some more racing games here. Cruising World, Hydro Thunder. Uh, some Operation Wolves in the corner. Lots of wolves doing operations. Well, that Cosmic Cruise, I'm just walking past the Cosmic Cruise again. Everything's lit up with like um, iridescent bulbs and stuff. Oh, that's so cool looking. I like it. I like it. There's another room out the back. I'm just going to get to it now. I'm worn out. I haven't played anything yet. I need to spend all day here. Oh my lord, this is like a classics room. You can probably hear the noise. Oh Jesus, where am I going to start, man? This is insane. There's some pinballs. Not many pinballs. Gorgor. Uh, creature from the Black Lagoon's got a big, massive, rubbery creature on top of blue eyes. He's cool. Uh, Funhouse, Twilight Zone, Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street. They've got an arm champs. Jalico, where you grab hold of the arm and you have a wrestle with him. How bizarre. Sit down, Space Harrier. Solar Assault, it's more a modern game. That's quite cool looking. Ah, oh, some proper classics here. Xenophobe, Frenzy Upright, Berserk Upright, a UN Squadron and a Carrier Air Wing. They've got Scramble and Super Cobra in the same cab in a proper stern cab. That's really nice looking. A Sub Rock 3D, what the heck is that? It looks a bit like Battles, I mean, you look through the little eyepieces, but everything's sort of 3D-ish. I like that. We've got behind me got Tiger Heli, Cobra Command. Oh, this is all sort of the uh, horizontal shooters, I think. Silkworm, or Airbus from P47 in the same cabinet. X Multiply in a really nice looking cabinet. I like the graphics on that. Gondomania. What the heck is that? That's a weird looking game. It's got like the, um, the spinny clicky joysticks, the rotary joysticks. Oh, one of Sean Holly's favorite, Halley's Comet. 
Dimmer Who and 19XX in the same cab, vertical shooters. Sean, they've got a Volgus here, mate. They have got a Volgus. I'm playing that. Can you hear it? Sound sounds better than my one. Midway Strike Force, that's a funny looking cab. Pro gear, a big nice cab, 25 inch screen, lovely. 1943, boo, but next to it, Sean, 1942. Beautiful looking cabin. Got Raiden and Raiden 2 in the same cab, why wouldn't you? And next door to that, Raiden Fighters, Raiden Fighters 2, Mental Games, really nice cab. Uh, Twin Eagle and Twin Eagle 2, and a really big 25 inch screen vertical. Twin Cobra, Twin Cobra 2 in the same cabinets. Uh, oh, another one for Sean here. Dodonpachi Daoju and Dodonpachi 2 in the same cabinet. Donpachi, Dodonpachi next to it in the same cabinet. They've got everything. Track and field I'm looking at. Guy playing Karate Champ, doing well. Pengo. Oh my lord, does it ever end? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Got Gyrus. We've got a three-screen game here. What's that? Darius. What about Darius? I missed all this. Look, I've got Cyvern in the hunt. And in the hunt, in the marquee, it's actually got water in the marquee with a little submarine in it with bubbles. That is awesome. Bermuda Triangle, Hammer Away, Soul Divide. Oh, they got Star Force on a little uh, cabaret. I like that. And a game called Contact T. Looks like a Japanese game. Uchu Daisukeisen Chocobeda Contact T. Never even heard of it before. They've got the Pit, Phoenix Upright, Time Pilot, Time Pilot 84 in the same cabinet. Probably here, Darius. Sorry, Nemesis, Greatest 2, Greatest 3, and Greatest 4 all next to each other. I love it. Choplifter. They've got uh, Macross, Mazinger. Oh, Kung Fu Master. Beautiful game. Metal Black, Raystorm in the same cab, Zezix. Oh, they got a nice mappy, full-size mappy, just like Ollie Muddy Music, Musics. They got Alcon in a little cabaret cab, that's beautiful. Satan's Hollow next to it in the same kind of cab. Oh my lord, Darius Gaiden, Darius 1997. Oh, G Darius, sorry. They got a Giga Wing and Mars Matrix in the same cabinet. You've got R-Type. We've got uh, Aurile and Thunder Force AC, Life Force and Life Force 2 on the end there. Radiant Silver Gun, its own big cabinet, I like that. And Ikaruga next to it in a huge cab. We've got a tapper and it's got the little thingies on the on the beer handles, I love it. That Satan's Hollow is awesome. I've just come around the other side now. We've got a game called Mission Craft, I've never even heard of that before. It's a sun game, it's a vertical shooter. Looks good. Aero Fighters, uh, Dragon Spirit in a proper Atari cab, that's lovely. Oh, and it's sort of follow up Dragon Saber. And you've got Truxton, Sean. Sean, they've got a Truxton, mate, and a Sky Shark. I'm looking at a Pengo behind me, a Gunsmoke, and a Timber. Oh, that's the one I played around Sarge's. What a cool little game. It's got a joystick on the left, and you've got a chop left and right joystick. How cool is that? Oh, I can see a Death Race, but it's in poor shape. I think they're fixing it. It's nice though. Oh, I'll have to have a look at that, see how different it is to mine. Yeah, the, the, uh, the handles aren't a bit knackered. I'll have to tell him how to fix them. We were talking about that earlier. And they've actually got two Holoseums, and they're working. Oh my lord. I'm playing that later, and that looks so weird. You look into it, that's bizarre. There's a big screen on the wall there with all the high scores on it. I'll try and get one later on. Uh, Narc. Uh, Russian Attack, which is uh, Green Beret for us. Missing in action in the same cab, I'm playing that. 
And on, oh, another one, they got, in amongst the Mortal Kombat's and the grid games, they've actually got a Sega Sonic the Hedgehog with three trackballs. That's such a weird game to have. And there's the Primal Rage 2, which is the one, I think it's the one only. That's the only one they've got. Right. Oh, what's RC2? RC Squared, never even heard of it. And an International Team Laser by Bally. I don't even know what that is. Right, that's me heading off for a minute. I'll talk to you soon. I'm going to go and have some games with Chris Cruz and, and, uh, and Phil. So I'll talk to you very soon. I'm so excited. That sounds excellent. I noticed... Um, about two thirds of the way through, you mentioned the game Hammer Away, which was something that was a, bit, a recently found game. Did you actually play it? I don't think I did. You know what? It's one of those things. That place is so big and so cool, and you've got um, Pete there, who's working behind the counter, and the the owner Doc. I was talking to those guys for a lot of yeah. the time. We we're just talking about arcades and different machines, and I was just blown away by it. I think you need about a week get around it properly mm. i played a load of games i didn't play and um i'd looked at a lot of other stuff as well and it's just so much honestly it was so much it was unreal it's but every game was playable and do you know i think i said on on the, the audio some of the games have got two games in them yes and there's yep. just a switch on the front so you can do it yourself it's no you don't have to go and see the owner or something you just got to switch it over and bosh it's straight there it's the immediate they're both powered on all the time and it just goes through it. Because I think one of the games I did play, I had a quick go of Russian Attack, or Green Bertie, we call it. Yeah. And there's a switch on there to go into MIA, Missing in Action, which was the unofficial follow-up to it. Yeah. So you just click it straight across, and off you go. Mm. And Doc did say later on, when they expand, and they are expanding all the time, a lot of the games are going to have their own cabinet. But he yeah. was also saying stuff like Street Fighter Alpha 1 and Alpha 2, there's not really that much difference. They don't deserve another cab. So you can put... Say Super Street Fighter and Alpha in one with a switch, and then Street Fighter Alpha two and Alpha three in another one. There's not that much difference, so you know you can swap mm. them over when you want. But a lot of the games he wants to put in in dedicated. He's he's really into that. Mm. So talking of Doc Mac, the owner, I did actually manage to grab him for a little bit. He's a very busy guy, works far too many hours in the arcade, but loves it. And we went two doors up the road into the Galloping Ghost Productions offices, and we got a nice quiet area, or reasonably quiet, when I got the chair sorted out. <laughs> and uh, we did an interview with him, which was really cool. And I'll just pop that right here. Right then, I've been to the Galloping Ghost Arcade. I'm, on, I'm sat on a squeaky chair. It's pretty good, isn't it, at the start? Well. I'll try and stay still. I'll shift over. We have Doc here with us. He's the owner of the Galloping Ghost. Um, and I've got a bunch of questions for him. I've had a walk around. I've not had enough time in the Galloping Ghost. It's been absolutely brilliant. There's too many games to play. <laughs> it really is. It's ace. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, name, job description, that sort of stuff first. I'm uh, Doc Mack, I'm the owner of uh, Galloping Ghost Productions and uh, the Galloping Ghost Arcade. And I've uh, been doing this since 1994 on the production end and uh, 2010 from the uh, arcade side. That's really good as well. It's so good to see it working, and it obviously is. This place is massive and it's expanded, you've got so much going on. It's, oh, it's too much, honestly. <laughs> so, let's go back a bit. What was your first video game experience? I ask everyone this. My first... Um, I played Pong a lot back in the day. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so, how old are you? I'm you know, 39. Oh, younger than me. I'm 42. So, that's about, about the same sort of era, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. 
but played Pong at home, and I remember playing Asteroids was the first arcade game that I ever tried. Yeah, that's and, a uh, usual, that's a common one, that is. It was, uh, that was the start of all of it. I, I spent all of my spare time in arcades. I had so many great arcades around me that mm. uh, I, w- I was in multiple times every week. So Very lucky. Yes. <laughs> so when did it escalate into the arcades? So what year, and when did you realize that you got to own your own machines? There must have been some point where you went, I'm going to have one of these. I actually bought my first arcade game when I was 16. All right. Uh, That's I bought lucky. Uh, NARC, was okay. my, my first machine. And then shortly after that, um, I bought a Bionic Commando and a Twin Cobra, which I converted to a Mortal Kombat 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And those tearing the machines apart and really getting inside of them and figuring out how they worked it it was a lot of fun and just something that uh i wanted to do more of and uh when i opened up the production company in 94 um i just started learning all the development side of it and we were uh we were in our a filming studio in we went in 2005 and uh it just initially I had teamed up with somebody to open the arcade and uh, that was in 2010 right. he was one of the guys that I was working on the game with and mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago it, it just wasn't his thing working with arcades so I bought him out and oh, right. okay. uh, just kind of ran with it from there like that was right, so, right around the time we really started expanding and growing yeah cool so that, you didn't sort of have a certain day when you went, I want my own arcade. You sort of fell into it a little bit, working <laughs> into it, and then went, mm, this should be mine, really, I think. It was... I had done a lot of research because of the production company. Um, I was planning on opening an arcade after our game shipped mm-hmm. and uh, just went around seeing why arcades weren't doing what they, in my mind, could have been doing. Mm-hmm. And it was stuff like, uh, machines didn't work and we went to about 80 different lo- arcade locations Wow! and there was just so much data that I pulled from uh, going around like that and it just literally made my whole business model of it, it should be free play mm. we should be open every day of the year, we should be open wow. late ton of games, ton of rare games um, myself having the development background I wanted to meet and talk to a lot of the the people that worked on all these classic games, and uh, that played into a big part uh, just because we do all these events, and if we got those people in, how great would that be? And it uh, once it opened, it was pretty successful out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, we were profitable after about eight months. Wow. Um, we opened up with 130 machines. You opened uh, with 130. Opened with 130. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> our, our first batch of games we picked up out in Iowa. Yeah. And it was 114 machines, and only eight of them turned on. <laughs> so I had to leave productions for about eight months and just come to the arcade and solely work on restoring, repairing, and yeah. getting machines to turn on. I so. just put my bag down there. Uh, right next to a Street Fighter Alpha 3 PCB it's on the floor. <laughs> this is quite good. I there love are, it. are boards everywhere. Yeah, I <laughs> noticed that. It's a nice thing, though. Especially a nerd like me who's a PCB nerd. <laughs> it's brilliant. So, 
Can you tell us the origin of the name? I wonder what that was. My wife asked me, <laughs> what, the Galloping Ghost? I said, well, it's got to be something to do with Pac-Man Ghost, surely. And then it's, uh, the design was actually, um, the concept for the design was off of a World War II bomber that I saw. Oh, right. Oh, on and, the side of it. Yeah, and oh, I yeah, okay, just yeah. redrew it, and uh, people have always asked all these questions. Yeah, of, yeah. Is it something about the ghost of the arcade history? Yeah, and yeah. it's like, no, it was... Um, now, now you say production. it, I'm looking on your jumper there. It, I could see that on the side of a, a B-52 bomber or something. You know, yeah. you used to get the girl on the horse or something. That's yeah, the kind yeah. of thing you'd see on there. Brilliant. So, you said 130 games to start with. How many have you got at this minute? Go and count them quickly. 481. Oh, my goodness. Now, I've heard people before saying, oh, the Galloping Ghost, they've got different games in, in the cabinets. You've got some of them where you've got two games in the same cab. Yep. I think it's a good idea. You've got a switch on the front. You can just quickly switch it over so anyone can do it. And you've teamed up like, uh, I'm not sure which ones they are now, like 1942 and 1943, for example. Uh, I mean, Darius, no, not Darius. Something like um, Gradius and Gradius 2 together. Yeah. Which is a really good idea. But I presume when you get the room, because everything is full in there, they're going to get their own cabinets. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah, like We, we want to make idea. sure everything is accessible to people and playable. Um... Everything is all original hardware. Yeah. Like, we don't allow any emulation here. Oh, no, there's, no, no, no. there's nothing like oh, that. Oh, no, 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 no. But uh, we, it's just due to our space, con our space constraints, like, we, we want to have all these great games. Yeah. It's like, and honestly, like, does Street Fighter Alpha and Street Fighter Alpha 2, is it really a huge deal? If, yeah, not if in it's, separate cabinets, really. Yeah, it's... Yeah. it's uh, we they all are always accessible it's not like you have to go get one of our guys to switch a game over like yeah. you said we have hundreds of boards and if it was just like an empty jamma cabinet they were throwing a different board in like we we make all the artwork for them and we try yeah. to make them uh just enjoyable to play yeah. every single game here so that's the whole thing i think if you see a cabinet with that, with no artwork on it, it's just a jamma cab like you might have in your garage at home People aren't, off the street aren't going to want to play it because they're yeah. not arcade nuts like us. Yeah. And I've just seen some uh, some younger kids, must have been about less than 20 years old, going crazy on Gallagher. Yeah. And it's such a good <laughs> feeling just seeing someone. This kid was going mental. He was going, no! Nah! He was getting rid of his girlfriend, was playing with him. It's really nice to see younger people playing that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And when your sort of office is up the road a little bit now, and we just walk past a load of uh, modern stuff next door. So you said you're doing like teams of players as well. You're playing the modern stuff. Yeah, we have. Uh, it's good to get the kids in as well, isn't it? You know. It is. Um, we do a lot of stuff just because we were um, just concerned about newer players getting into it and understanding arcades. Like mm. we get twenty-year-old people being like, "I've never been in an arcade in my life." <gasps> yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But uh, we do stuff like uh, we have an achievement book that we hand out. Oh, right. And uh, the thought behind it is just like achievements on uh, Xbox 360 or trophies on, oh, yeah, on yeah. PlayStation. That gets people so into doing it. And subtly what we're doing is pushing people to play games that they've never played before. Yeah. Like go get this score, show us, and then you'll get these points which you can use for money off of a candy bar or something. Oh right, that's good idea. But it, in doing that it has gotten so many younger players to play games that they might not 
ever have played yeah. and found out that, they, wow, they really like that game. And that's really, like, ultimately the coolest thing for me is to have people find new things that they've never seen. And It's also nice seeing people go to a location and play with their friends rather than having headsets on at home in a darkened room on a couch. Absolutely. It's just get there, you're all jostling around a machine, you're talking to people, you're having a drink together, whatever. And also another thing that I quite like is no alcohol in there. Yeah, no. Because I, I can't play at all, and I don't like seeing people <laughs> getting a bit drunk and, and beating on the machines. I hate that. So there's none of that going on. No, not at all. Which is we, great. We had originally, when we opened, uh, the town, the village told us that you'll you'll never have a liquor license. Yeah, and that's okay. I was, I've never had alcohol, so I was like, whatever. Not oh, yeah, my that's thing. cool then, yeah. Um, about eight months into it, we had so many people traveling in from out of town, out of state. They yeah. approached us. They're like, "Would you, would you like a liquor license?" Oh right. I'm like, yeah, "No, nah, I don't. Uh, it's they it's it. supposed to be about the games here. Like yeah. we get people literally traveling from all over the world, from Japan and uh, Spain and Australia. Like, everybody UK. comes here. The UK. Yeah. It's uh, everybody comes here, and it's because it is so focused on arcade games. Yeah. It's. We're not here doing food or anything else. Yeah, you don't need it. I mean, no. you've got sweets and stuff there to have, which is a bit, you know. But I, I, we came, I came with the Skycursor guys, and we're about 45 minutes from my hotel in the center of Chicago. Yeah. Um, so I suppose if someone's got a drive here, you don't want to be drinking anyway. Right. Which is cool. Right. And it's, it's not in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's a lot around here, but it's still quite far out from the main town. Obviously, America's a massive country, and you've got to drive everywhere. <laughs> sure, you know, sure. Which is it's fine anyway. So, whereabouts is the Galloping Ghost? Tell everyone where it is, because everyone's got to come here. Seriously, people, <laughs> everyone's got to come here. You've got to do it. We're, we're at uh, 9415 Ogden Avenue in Brookfield, which is um, about 10 to 15 minutes out of Chicago. Uh, it's close to both airports. Mm-hmm. Uh, bus runs right past. All right, so There's happy. trains all around it, so it's... Brilliant. Uh, pretty accessible, which has uh, been one. It's also been a very helpful factor and just worked out really well. Like just because people do travel, so. And what is the business model? Uh, can you tell us how much it is to get in for a start, and what what is the deal with the machines, tokens? Whatever? Sure, it's uh, fifteen dollars per person to get in. Yeah. Uh, all the machines are on free play, so there's oh. no quarters or tokens. Yes. And uh, once you're in, you're you're good all day until two a.m. Oh, wow. Uh, we're open seven days a week. We're open holidays. Might have to move here. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those things. We have uh, weekly, monthly, yearly passes as well. Oh, so boy. people who are coming off and uh, pay our year passes $370. That's not a lot, is it? No. I mean, I mean $15, $15 is about £9 UK money. Yeah. It's not a lot at all. It's... It's uh, one of those things when, especially with our regulars, our regulars are here, some of them are here six six times a week. Wow. It's like world record holders and stuff, is it? Because I noticed oh. you've got, on top of the machines, you've got little cards with the world record, I think it's Twin Galaxies world records, and you've got the Galloping Ghost records as well. Well, we have, which is nice our scoring house, we use Orcade as our main scoring house. Yeah. Um, but we acknowledge all the Twin Galaxies world records. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had over 240 world records set here since we opened. Whoa! So it's it's the amazing feats of video gaming that I've been able to see over the yeah, past yeah. five years is just incredible. Like so many games, one CC'd, and so many world yeah. records. It's it's just awesome to see gaming taking taken to that level. 
Excellent. I know she had some merchandise. I'm going to get myself a t-shirt, I think, <laughs> later on. It's really cool. You've got to do this. I mean, when people like me come to visit from out of town, a long way out of town, you want something to take away with you. And I took some video and some audio. And it's too much, to be honest with you. There's not too much. It's really good. <laughs> um, but I'm going to get a t-shirt and stuff as well. And awesome. It's really good. And you also told me earlier, I didn't realise, you've got your own game in production. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that, please. Uh, we have, uh, it's coming out from Galloping Ghost Productions. Uh, it's called Dark Presence. Dark Presence. Dark Presence. Okay. What kind uh, of game a, is it? It's a one-on-one fighting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, used live actors, live martial artists, and was oh, shot very similarly to how the old Mortal Kombat games were yeah. filmed. Um, originally, we had actually had three of the actors that were in Mortal Kombat in our game. No uh, way. But our f- we were literally filming for four years. Oh, uh, Lord. That's a long time in production. It was. A, it was. It was. God. Um, which turned out, uh, just because there was so much filming, the MK actors weren't able to be in it. But they let the three that we had ran martial arts schools. So they gave right. us their choice of all their students and stuff. And so you've got it's, proper it's, fighters in there. We ha- oh yes, we have some world class fighters that that did the motion, did the actual action for it. So. And what sort of hardware is it? Is it Jammer hardware? Um, we do have. We probably will have a Jammer interface. We're still working on some of the uh, archi- the hardware architecture, okay. but we've really tried to uh, focus on making it. More similar to how the it was back in the day, where the arcade experience so far outweighed uh, what you could get at home. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, That's what killed you. Well, they didn't kill them over here, did they? Arcades are still thriving here in the they UK. They're doing well. <laughs> I mean, it got to the point where you could get a game on the SNES that was virtually identical to the arcade. And yeah. People pay thirty pounds in the UK for a game. They play at home with their friends as much as they liked. I mean, I'm going to keep putting the coins in the machines because back then it was still coins. In the UK, we never got uh, play as much as you like for a certain price. We never got it. Yeah. Nowadays, people are doing that based upon it really works. But back then, you couldn't go into an arcade and say, "Here's ten pounds. I want to play all day." You just get kicked out. Yeah. It was, it was just wasn't didn't happen. So yeah, I think getting people back in the arcade, especially some of the games I was playing earlier. I was playing like Cosmic Cruiser and Wacko. Oh, great game. Such cool games. They just don't, it's the same <laughs> thing. They don't play well in main, but they right. play so well on a machine. And I mean, some of the really old games where you've got the lights and you've got the funny graphics and you've got some really weird controls, you just can't play well. I mean, when you play on main, they look awful. I mean, you've got some of the games here. I mean, you're working on the Death Race, which is totally brilliant, <laughs> which is really good. So I also understand you were instrumental in helping other arcades get off the ground in, in the local area. Yeah, we've we've so far helped about uh, we've helped ten arcades open their doors. Wow. Um, some and it's been a mixed. Some are we've had three that have already closed. Oh, that's a shame. Um, but you can really see there's some people that are so passionate about it, mm. and those are the ones that tend to really do very well. Yeah, they've got to be there every day, putting on the competitions, getting people through the door, getting the decent machines and getting them working and staying working as well. Absolutely. Like, so, we, we saw a few places that they saw we were being successful, and they were like, oh, we'll just open one, and they didn't care about the cabinets, they didn't care mm. about what games to have. They're just putting beer on as well. Yeah. And those kind of places, in the UK... 
uh, the one I'm thinking of, the, the one we're, we're sponsored by, doesn't need that. I mean, they've got the games and you've got the players going there. They don't need the beer cade. But I, I know another beer cade which sort of relies on really good beer. Yeah. Like craft beers. They take pride in their beer. And they've got the machines as well. And I think the machines get people in. And it's quite a good party environment. It is quite fun. But it's a smaller arcade. Whereas here, it's it's focused on the machines. Yeah. Which is, I, being a gamer as well, more than a drinker, I suppose, I enjoy that more. Yeah, and it's nice that you helped other people. But it's not really a competition thing, is it, with you? No, I don't think anyone's going to compete with four hundred odd games anyway. Well, and you know, again, it, it does go back to um, it is about sharing games with people. Yeah, like uh, we import stuff from Japan almost on a weekly basis. Wow, and uh, I remember there's a game called um, Yuchuyu Daisuka-san Chocovader Contact E. I saw it earlier, and I was like, what the heck is this? I had to read it out, because I didn't know what it was. Yeah. It's bizarre. <laughs> Crazy game. Came out from Namco. Really fun. Um, I bought it in a batch of games, and I got eight boards of it. Oh, wow. And they were $10 a piece. <gasps> My no, lord. Nothing. So I just started sending them out to all these various arcades. All right. Um... One went out to the Game Grid mm-hmm. out in Utah. Uh, another went out to Level 257 in Schaumburg. Uh, Underground Retrocade, which is an arcade that we uh, helped the owner, Scott Lambert. We helped him open up. Brilliant. Uh, and it's all just about sharing games with people. And That's a really nice attitude, mate. It really is. Like thank you. It's, it's fun. It's, it's the coolest thing, having somebody be like, wow, I just played this game and it's one of my new favorites. Yeah. I think so. I found that with, with Wacko, actually. Great I, game. I played Great game. a similar kind of game to those two. It was um, Mad Planets. Yes. I played that, and it's such a hard game. It's so much fun. And you can't, unless you built your own controller at home to play on main, you couldn't play that. Yeah. It's a real fun game. A great game. And you get me onto some the, rare games. The creator now. of that hangs out here too, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> did he do Berserk? Did he do Cuba as well? Yes. Cuba's next to it, and it's a very similar cabinet. Yes. Oh, I love a bit of Cuba, I mean, I really <laughs> like it. You need to get your knocker fixed. Yes, I know. <laughs> it is on my list. It is on my list. Yeah, it's such a cool game. <laughs> and you get me onto other rare games. You've got quite a lot of rare games in there. I mean, like one offs. Yes. Tell us a few of those. You've um, got so many. Just a few of your favorites, maybe. Oh, uh, International Team Laser, uh, RC Squared. Those were recently donated to us by Brian Colin. Um, just one of one. Of one. Wow. Um, were they his own personal ones? When they he came out of his, came right out of his collection. And uh, he was like, people are going to, I think it, they belong here. People are going to play them. Um, we just had... Somebody's at the door! <laughs> uh, just this last week, we had an event on Saturday where George Petro, uh, who worked on games like uh, Trog and... Uh, oh, he works great. Well, he worked on NARC as well, mm-hmm. and he gave us an unreleased level of NARC that nobody had ever even tested, nobody had seen it. That is awesome. And he just reburned us chips, made it brand new, and he's like, here's this level that never came out. That's great. And we have it here now for people to play. So oh, there's nice. um, so many games. Primal Rage 2, yeah. uh, which is... I remember when you, you did, I think you did a YouTube of it, and I watched yes. that. And the other one is um, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. You made We've a proper cabinet that. of it. It's really nice. It's doing the artwork for stuff like that, again, we have... 
I knew so many of the guys that worked on Judge Dredd. Oh, right. Uh, Sal DeVita actually was the actor that played Judge Dredd, and he comes out once a year for our Mortal Kombat event because he also played Nightwolf in oh, right. uh, Mortal Kombat. Everything so, happened in Chicago, didn't it? It, it really did. It's, That's one of the reasons I'm on holiday. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> One of the reasons, because I mean, I mean, Bally were here, like the pinball people were here, yes. Williams were here, so many companies. Yeah, it's all born here, one. And I think it still is here a bit as well, isn't it? Oh, it absolutely is. You must find loads of Bally machines and stuff here. Uh, and that just kind of thing. the they pop up, but the the collectors, it's it's there's so many of them out there. It's it's definitely becoming harder to find. Uh, new games that that we don't already have try finding in the uk i can only imagine <laughs> i can only imagine that must be one a or challenge. two odd ones pop up now and again i know some of the people who've got them and they've got some prototypes um i mean i've got death race i mean i've got that germany it's, it's it's just real luck i just found it and got it for a good price and it works it's really amazing but yeah you're so lucky being in this part <laughs> of the country in the world i think to get those kind of games well and one of the coolest things is again the the people that the developers that we know are so generous with uh, wanting to share with us and get their their stuff back in front of uh, in front of people. Yeah. Um, I uh, just even this last weekend. There's again over the last year. There's been so many things that have been given us given to us by developers. Um, Todd Allen gave us a uh, the development kits for the game The Grid. Oh wow. Um, Jeff Nauman. Right over there, there's a giant book that's the original oh printed-out code from Rampage. That's about five inches thick. <laughs> it's it's huge. That's that's the code for Rampage that just sitting such, there. So it's so cool. It's just great to have wow. uh, access to hear all the stories of all these developers when they were making these great games. Well, I was talking to Chris Cruz earlier from the Sky Cursor guys, and he was saying about some of these these developers come in. And it must be such a feeling for them, like 20 years later, seeing people enjoying their games again. Oh, absolutely. So, it, yeah, it's really nice for them to, to give in stuff that's never been seen before as well. It's an absolute... Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> so, tell me your favourites, the ones you keep going back to. Because you're only about three years younger than me. But you sort of later on than me, sort of the Jammer era? Um, I like a lot of the Jammer games. I'm, I spend... Uh... I'm all over though. Uh, if it's on the arcade floor, it's definitely a favorite of mine. Yeah. Uh, if it's a game, You've got I got a lot of favorites. I do. I do. It's. Uh, I kind of hide it. Oh, we need this for the business. And yeah, it's, honest, it's... God. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll keep on for home as well. So you don't really need games at home, do you? Have you got any? At I, home? I don't have any. I this is your any. home. This is. I'm here seven days a week. And... Oh, wow. Uh, fortunately, my girlfriend likes to play arcade games That's too, so, so it, it, it works well. My wife does like some games. Uh, she particularly, she did a world record on Mr. Driller. Oh, really? We didn't record her. We need to do it, actually. She's really good. It beats me, which kind of annoys me, but I'm okay with it. I'm happy that she's good at a game. And she was sort of, um, she's a bit younger than me, so she was sort of uh, a Nintendo girl. Yeah. You know, she, she does like the games, but just trying to find time to play the damn things is a problem. Sure, sure. Also, you do your own podcast. Yes. Which is, how do you fit all this into a day? <laughs> I know you're here seven days a week, but surely you need eight days to do all this? It's it's a lot of long hours. Um, yeah. It's a it's, labor of love, though. It's it got to be. I can see that, just the way you behave. The, the average week, it's uh, about... Average week is about an 80 to 90 hour week. Oh, 
and God. I love it though. It's well, you wouldn't be here otherwise, would you? Absolutely. Well, another question I was going to say, and I think you just answered it actually, is usually when a hobby becomes a job, that's when you go off it. But not with you. <laughs> Do you get a chance to actually play yourself now? I mean, just sneak I, off and go and I play I play something? every single day. Wow. I play something. You've got any world records yourself? Are you any particularly good at any good <laughs> games? I've currently got 26 world records. What? No way! So Are these odd games or quite popular ones? Um, it's, it's a mix. I've got uh, NARC, um, Saturday Night Slam Masters, Godzilla. Um, I've never even heard of Godzilla before I come here. It was... I imported it from Japan, uh, huge Godzilla fan, and I just never knew the game existed. And no, is it, it even a name? I believe so. I oh, believe right, so. Because okay. I've found some games in the UK, which is only like odd versions of things, and there's a guy in the UK who dumps for name. Yeah. I've got to send him a few things, but they're only like bootlegs and stuff. They're nothing, nothing special like here, one-off games, stuff like that. <laughs> so, what does... What's the future hold for the Galloping Ghost? I know you're going to knock through a wall and make more room for games. Absolutely. And you're going to fill that in how many hours? <laughs> uh, the next expansion, we have a three-part expansion going on. Right, okay. And the first one will allow us to have about 40 more machines put out, which I could fill in a day. Like, I've got oh. about 100 and, 130 games ready to go. <laughs> So 40s, not you're gonna, insane. The good way, I like this. Um, then the next step is we're gonna knock down. So we'll be in the our main arcade floor, and then in the second building, we already have the third building, but we have to move our production offices to our new new production building. Right. Um, and then all this space will become arcade. Yeah. And that'll put us. We sh with all this space, we should be able to have. We'll jump from. About 550 games at that point will jump up to about 700. Whoa. And then I'm getting the fourth building on the end, which should put us up to somewhere between... It should put us around 1,100 games. Oh, wow. So what you need then is a, a, the, the Galloping Ghost arcade bus to bus people in from all around the country to we've, get there. We've actually had or a, a plane. We <laughs> had a, a, a plane. thing called the, uh, the Galloping Ghost shuttle that we used to send out to Chicago. I was joking. <laughs> uh, <we're, laughs> we had this bus that would go around. We called the shuttle, and it would go to the city and pick people up and bring them back. Wow. Um, Such a good idea. After that, next door, going to the east of our main building, there's a Chinese restaurant. But above that is uh, two apartments, yeah. which we were going to get and turn them. We were jokingly, we were calling it the ghost hostel. <laughs> and uh, we were going to have two apartment rooms for people that when they travel in from out of town, they can just stay there and be close to the arcade because we get a lot of people that take their vacations yeah. and just want to come here. So yeah. we were going to get a place for those people to stay. So That is such a good idea. It's We want to just keep growing it and expanding it. And I think the next thing you've got to do is have your own festival. <laughs> I've seen all the musical instruments in here as well. You could probably do that. We could, we could. It's uh, <laughs> one day, one day. It's so nice hearing you have all these great ideas and they're actually working. It's, yeah, it's everything that we do for everybody here on staff. It's all just about having fun. Mm. We get to hang out with the coolest people that yeah. just love video games. Yeah. And they get it. And that's what makes it all so easy. It's 
Well, thank you, Doc, for your time. Certainly, um, certainly. I could ask a million more questions, but we've got to get on to the Underground Retrocade soon, and I want to play some more of your slightly weirder games, <laughs> uh, ones I haven't played before. Uh, so thank you very much for your time. Thank you. And thank I don't you think so you much. need the luck, but good luck with it oh, anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he sounds like a nice guy and big plans for the arcade, eh? It's yeah. biggest in the world anyway. Absolutely. I think there's but... 480 when I was there, and I think he wants to get up to 1,100 by the time he's moves. Wow. That's a lot of games. That's a oh, lot of games. It's really there. good. Really good. So after we sort of we left there, the, the thing about the Galloping Ghost as well, which I must mention, is just everyone was so friendly. Everyone I met was so friendly. We went in there, and they knew we were coming with the Sky Cursor guys, because the Sky Cursors were talking about Sky Cursor with him and everything. And we sort of got there, got a wallet, so, no, you're good. You're covered. I went, what? No, no, have some money. No, you're covered. All of us, all three of us, you're covered. Oh, thanks very much. You're brilliant. Went round. I had a drink as well. I got my money. No, no, you're covered. It's cool. <laughs> Everything's, you're done. Is you okay? I was like, whoa. Oh, good. All right. Sorry. Thanks. Thank you very much. And then... Later on, at the end of the night, I said, well, we've got, we've got to go now. We're really pushed for time. We've got to get to Underground Retrocade because Scott was kindly opening an hour early to, to you know, compensate for us. But we were late yeah. getting us. So I sent him a little message saying, really sorry, you know, and he was cool about it. So we've got to go. We've got to go to Underground Retrocade, who's Doc's friendly with as well. Yeah, okay. So I must buy a T-shirt. I'll get me and Sean a T-shirt. Yeah, you're good. What size do you want? I said, oh, have you got an XL? Oh, we haven't. Uh, have some of these, some of these large ones. So they gave me, like, I think three or four large galloping ghost ones. I went, oh, thank you very much. Oh, wow. So we got an extra large in Dark Presence, which is Doc's game that they're working on. I went, oh, thanks for it. It's a really nice T-shirt with a little logo on it with Dark Presence on it. So give me one of those. I think I came away with like five T-shirts. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'll no, no, you do it. You're good. I was like, for God's sake, come on, please take some money. They just laughed. No, no, you're good. Off you go. Go on. <laughs> so that was absolutely brilliant. So I came away with a bunch of T-shirts anyway and stuff. And Doc said to me, if you're ever stuck for a PCB or some equipment or whatever, just give us a call because he gets stuff from Japan every week and he's always buying stuff and absolutely amazing people. Really, really mm. cool. So, so friendly. I wasn't expecting it. I was blown away by it. And even Scott, even like Chris and, and Phil were like, this is just amazing. Such cool guys. So as you can probably imagine, I was blown away by the place. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. 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 So then we had to quickly get in the car and shoot down the road or up the road, rather, for a little while, to get to the Underground Retrocade. And I would love to have had a proper talk with Scott, but we just didn't have time, because we had to get yeah. back again to meet my wife, who was a bit ill in the hotel. We had to meet her for really thick pizza later on, chicago style two-inch thick pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so we sort of got to Scott's place, Underground Retrocade, and I was blown away straight away by the display in the window. It's almost exactly the same as the one in Back to the Future 2, I think it is. You know, when you're looking at the old computers, which were, like, new at the time. Yeah. And all the bits in the... In the, in the I was like, this is brilliant. I went in the door. And I said, oh, hi, uh, can I have uh, one entrance, please? And the guy said, are you Victor? And he looked at Chris and went, are you Chris? I went, yeah, yeah, you're covered. I was like, oh, for God's sake, not again. <laughs> so, yeah, we were let in for free again. And I said, you must be Scott. And he shook hands. Oh, I'm pleased to meet you and all this sort of stuff. And uh, we sort of all came in and everything. And the Skycursors had an ulterior motive there as well because they were taking some of their airframe hardware with their game on it yeah. to Scott to evaluate. They sort of left it with him and said, see what you think, you know, see if you like it. And he does. And I do. that's the first time I played it there as well. So we put it in a cabinet and they had it in a, a Sega Aero City first. And I looked at it and Chris was like cringe. He was like, oh, no, don't look at it. I said, what's wrong with it? It looks really cool. He said, no, no, there's a colour out on the cab. And I went, oh, yeah, I think the blue or green's out or something. And 
the thing was, Scott had only got that Aero City about two days before, and he hadn't had a chance to look it over yet. Yeah. And I think it was the first time he turned it on, even. So the colours were out a little bit. So they took it out of there, and they took it upstairs later on, and they got it going in a nice cabin. It, it's, it's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think you would love it. I was going to say, yeah, if it's a shooter, I probably would like it, yeah. I'm going to have to talk to Andy, Arcade Club, obviously, and also Simon at the Four Quarters. I think he's interested in getting a copy of it as well. And it is good. I played it again later, which we'll talk about, but it is good. I'll mm. put it that way. It's good. The Underground Retrocade, I had to have a walk round because I know the people love it, and I love doing it. Here <laughs> it is, the first part of it. Well, we've just come out of... Uh... The Galloping Ghost had a little road trip in the snow, and I'm now at the Underground Retrocade. This place is gorgeous. I love it. They've got um, a really nice cabinet at the front of the place with loads of old school computers and video games in, you know, the old LCDs, LEDs, uh, some old computers. I'm just going to have a wander around, actually. I'll do a quickie walk around, as you know I like. The Sky Cursor guys have put their game in a cabinet. I'm going to play it soon. You can probably hear it. Let's do a quick walk around and have a talk to Scott afterwards. We've got a burger time and a proper burger time cab. We've got a Rally X, Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Junior Pac-Man, Gallagher, Gallagher 3, Bump and Jump, a nice Spy Hunter, Gorf, Tron, Space Invaders, Stratavox, Mr. Do, our Cuba and a proper Cuba cab, Frogger, Pengo, Zaxxon, Choplifter, Make Tracks, Joust, oh, this is De- Williams lineup, Defender, Rubbertron, Moon Patrol. I've never seen a Moon Patrol cab in the flesh before, that's really nice. You've got some Time Crisis 2, two-player, uh, Outrun, Sega Hang-On, uh, Sega Turbo, a Road Riot four-wheel drive, which is a two-player game, looks really cool. It's quite a small sit-down one. Arch Rivals, it's kind of basketball game, a Rampage, three-player. Uh, someone playing Russian Attack, it's a cool game. Track and Field, Gyrus, Lock On, Time Pilot, oh, a nice cab, better than one we got. Amadar, this is a stern lineup. Scramble, Berserk, uh, Lost Tomb, oh, bloody Tootin' Calm again. Uh, Off Road, that seems to be a popular game in the US. Three player game, looks rather like um, Badlands actually. Super Street Fighter 2 in a big cab. Area 51 gun game in a little cab. Uh, Area, Area 51 Site 4, which is obviously a uh, follow up. They like the gun games here. Oh, it's a really nice little virtual racing two-player sit-down, which is a really cute little machine. It's really nice. Oh, a Le Mans, which is an old Atari black and white game. Oh, that's really nice condition. I like that a lot. I'm playing a little. Monte Carlo as well, which is a, an old Atari game. So it looks really cool. I like that cab. Really cool side art on that. And a pole position, naturally. What have we got? So what can we have? Xenophobia, three-player game. Uh, Gaunt, oh, they've got a little, little pin section. Oh, that's nice. Bugs Bunny, Birthday Ball, Pinball. Dungeons and Dragons, Tales from the Crypt. Lost World, Comet, Laser Q, Blackout, Space Oh, that's an old EM, look at that. Sorry, not EM, it's um, one of the digital ones. Black Knight, that's a popular one. Johnny Mnemonic, Super Mario Brothers, brilliant. And we've got our, back in the, the vids again, we've got a Gauntlet 2. Nice, oh, really bright screen on that. Battlezone, upright, full upright. Asteroids, full upright, that's nice. Lovely, colourful Star Wars. Nice Xevious cap. Oh, I'll dig that, I'm playing that later on. Crystal Castles. Oh, they've got to fix it, Felix Jr. Popeye, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong 3, Donkey Kong Jr. Millipede, Centipede, Nexus, nice Missile Command. 
there's an old black and white Atari footballer with the big track balls. That's a nice machine to, to look at. I wouldn't play it, I'll probably rubbish out, I don't know the rules. And they're playing Sky Cursor over there. I'm gonna play that in a minute. There's a big table machine here with, uh, it's supposed to be a kicks table, it's got Pac-Man Jr. in it. Yeah, so uh, let's go and play some games. I want to play Sky Cursor. Oh God, I'm getting more jealous by the minute. Yeah, as you can tell, this place was, it looks brand new. And it's you can see all the side art of the cabs. They're all sort of done side on to each other, sort of a slight angle. Yeah. So you can see all the side art. I think Scott takes a lot of pride in the side art. Everything is immaculate. Really nicely lit, nice signs everywhere. Glass cabinet as you come in with loads of games, you know, sort of uh, fizzy drinks behind the behind the counter there you can get and stuff, which obviously you gave me for free again. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. And then I thought was, I was just about to play some stuff and it was mucking back with the Sky Cursor. And I think Phil said to me, have you been upstairs yet? I went, excuse me, what? Went, have you been upstairs yet? I went, there's an upstairs. He went, yeah. I went, oh my goodness. I went upstairs and went, it's just as big upstairs. And also, upstairs, they've got a cordoned-off bit right at the front of the building, which hasn't got anything in it yet, which they're going to expand into. Yeah. So, I did another walk round, And here's <laughs> the audio for that. I'm upstairs in the uh, underground retrocade now. And I didn't realise there was an upstairs. There's another floor of this stuff. Scott told me about it. They've put Sky Cursor in a cabinet, and we've been playing it. And it's really good. It's hard, but it's, it's a great game. I really, really like it. Let's do a quickie walk around before I go, because I'm going to go back and meet wife in a minute and have pizza. Then we're going out again. So we've got the Raiden DX on a big cabinet. Raiden Fighters 2, Raiden, uh, Special Space Fortress Macross, 1943 and 1942 together on a big cab, a Sky Shark, some Neo Geos, which is currently what Sky Curse is in, a World Series baseball. They've got a massive X-Men six-player cab. It is a behemoth. Huge. And there's uh, Blitz 2000 Gold, Capcom Bowling. That's a nice little game on the trackball. Super Dodgeball. That looks quite cute. Golden T97. The Americans like golf. Uh, nice Tetris. That's a nice machine. Vindicators. Three two-player cab with the funny controllers. Got Blasteroids. That's a nice little game. Lovely Pac-Mania again. APB. Sure could do with another donut. World Rally. Oh, that's a good little game. Road Blasters. Uh, Karate Chimp in the corner. And there's, uh, lo- there's four little booths. Um, I'm not sure what this place used to be before, but it looks like sort of little seating booths for uh, an old restaurant or something. And there's cabs in each booth. It's really good. You've got a, a street smart next to it, a Primal Rage, another Sega cab there, which is playing Smash TV in a Sega cab. And you've got a Teeny Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is nicer than the shape we got in the UK. Devastators, so up the screen shooter. Akari Warriors, Heavy Barrel. That X-Men is huge. It's so big. It's taller than me. It's going to be seven foot tall and about four feet wide and about five feet deep. It's huge. Mortal Kombat row along there with Mortal Kombat, Killer Instincts, Arkanoid and Arkanoid 2. You can hear Ganesh Sky Cursor playing in the background there. So cool. Yes, this is really good. And he's got room out the front. At the front of the building is like cordoned off at the moment and there's more room to play there. Such a nice place. It's really clean here. The lighting's really good. Uh, so I just have a tab clear as well, so I'm a bit high on sugar. Yeah, really cool. We're going to go off in a minute to have some pizza, and I'll get back to you then. Obviously, they had loads more, more cabinets up there, slightly newer ones, some Mortal Kombat's and stuff, and some Neo Geos, which are really popular in America, really popular. 
Mm. Um, so they put Sky Cursor, I think, in a Neo Geo for the time being, but they've, they've moved it on since then. I think Scott's having it, and they've moved it on since then. And we did all that, and we, we weren't there anywhere near as long as we should have been. I wish we could have stayed longer. We had to get back to wife. And wife had already said to me, oh, you know, don't worry. Just get back an hour late. It's cool. So she was really good about it. Mm. And because she was feeling a bit, I think she felt a bit better by then. By the time we went and picked her up, she was a lot better. So then we went to this play, pizza place. It was called, uh, it was the Chicago Giordano's Pizza. And all the Uber drivers we'd taken there, I said, oh, you've got to go to Giordano's. You've got to go to Giordano's. You've got to go here, you've got to go there. And that was always the one they said. And honestly, the pizzas, the pizza pies, Chicago thick crust. Wow. And they're about an inch and a half to two inches thick. Gosh. And they are really good. So I took the chance before our pizza came. We had a few beers with the Sky Cursor guys, and we did a bit of audio. And this is us talking to the Sky Cursor people. We've been to the major arcades, and we're now in Giordano's big, massive, fat pizza place. I've got Chris and Phil from the Sky Cursors. Waff. Hello, Waff. Hello. She's not very well, but we're all doing well. We've got beer, we're just about to have pizza, and then we're off to Logan Arcade. So, Chris, Phil, good day today. What have you been doing? What's the best parts? I think kind of getting your perspective on, you know, for me, I look at Arcade Club online, and I think, well, what's it like to be in Arcade Club? And it's cool to kind of get your perspective, because I'm sure you've seen Galloping Ghost videos, and you've seen a video of Underground and Retrocade. It's it's, it's a different experience when you're actually there. Yeah. And it was fun for me to see your impression of it, you know, and kind of, because I'd already been to Galloping Ghost before, and kind of had the moment of just like, wow, this is so, it's overwhelming. It's like sensory overload. Um, but I actually, I, I, one of the things that sticks out for me that I'm actually really glad we decided to do, and it was totally spur of the moment, was we left an uh, airframe with Underground Retrocade. Yeah. And I think that's kind of just like speaks to what we're trying to do with Skycursor in general, like not to make it about Skycursor, but just, you know, that it's like, okay, yeah, just borrow it. Let us know what you think. Send us an email. Tell you, yeah, cool. you know, if you hate it, let us know. You know I had a go of it. I found it quite hard to play. <laughs> A lot of fun as well. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. But I mean, it's my first go. I leave me alone, okay? I was trying hard. Okay, here's the thing too. I, I was Phil and I, I. I think we kind of get. I wouldn't say we get mad at each other when we have this conversation, but we definitely get involved. And we are. This is, is a major a sore point. No, 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 no. We just won't talk to each other for about thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. But I'll, I'll let Phil follow up. But. The difficulty thing is, you know, okay, for me, it, Donkey Kong is incredibly hard. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. You know, a lot of classic arcade games, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to die a lot. And there's part of me that's like, that's part of the arcade experience. I mean, I don't want to write off our uh, inexperience. We still have work to do to make the game more accessible and have a, a nicer curve of difficulty. But, like, part of me is like, it's an arcade game. It's hard, you know? I just sucked. I think yeah. that's <laughs> the actual thing. In, in but I, I think you have a slightly different perspective. Maybe. Let me answer the first one first. I think getting to meet somebody who lives across the ocean and getting to meet somebody he cares about who also lives across the ocean, yeah. that's pretty good. No, that doesn't no. suck. And so arcade, the arcade did that 
which is pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now that I played Lunar Lander for probably about 45 minutes today with oh, the really? actual like stick that you have to move in order to get the thruster to come out. Yeah, yeah. And then I put it on, I think, a command mission where you actually, or you don't have any friction or... There's no air friction on the planet you're trying inertia, to... Yeah. Yeah, there's no inertia or whatever. Yeah. And that game is definitely not as hard, or it's incredibly more difficult than Sky Crusher. Sky Crusher. Yeah, 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 yeah. They converted them all into asteroids. It was a, 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 I think it's a game of Salt War. Right, so and I want, I, want, exactly I want to go play Lunar Lander right now. Oh, really? Because yeah. it's yeah. such a challenge. Well, we're off to it's, a Logan Arcade. Have they got one there? No, no, no. But they do. What? What? They've got a Vec Nine there. I'm sorry. And that Mad Planets is difficult. That that Vec Nine. And actually, arguably, Mad Planets is just a big math problem that can be solved with the spreadsheet. What up, Rothy Blog? Rothy Blog. What up, Rothy Blog? Friend, one of my favorite memories of that friend Rothy. Yeah, yeah. He's alive still. Is he? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Like, I have a fond memory this, uh, this of him. So, no, he's, he's alive. Yeah. We were we were having lunch one time because we worked together. Yeah. And we discovered I knew of him before through arcade collecting. <laughs> but we were having lunch somewhere, and he starts talking about the spreadsheet that he put together. Okay. For Mad Planet. You got to remember, Sean loves a spreadsheet. Does he? Yeah. He loves a spreadsheet. <laughs> Mr. Holly does. Well, and he started and he started getting kind of excited about. It. He's like, because when you collect spacemen, that's how you really go for the bonus. So I have the multiplier built into my spreadsheet, and he was getting really into it. And I was like, oh, I saw his, I saw his inner nerd. That's, a, that's another level of nerd, that is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so he's one of my favorite people. I love that guy. Oh also, at uh, the next arcade we're going to have this massive pizza we're just about to have. Yeah. I've got a Skycus, a dedicated machine. Yeah. It's true. Looking for, I played it earlier, enjoyed it, found it was hard. The machine we're playing on wasn't ideal, yeah. but it worked. Yeah. This one is dedicated. I, I was, you know, for me, like, I know Phil has similar feelings, but, like, as the, you know, like, for me as an artist, it's like, you want people to experience the game the first time in the best possible situation, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, if you were going to play on that sit-down cabinet, the area yeah, seat, on air I would have been like, Victor, Victor, don't play, don't play. Like, I saw it, went, oh, it's all red, because yeah. there's something on the colors, and I went... Is that where you died? Yeah, no, 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 no. To be fair, to be fair, he picked it up two days ago. Oh, no. He, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, it's a fresh, you know, he's got to put some, you know, no, a little bit of work. That's, that's he knows he needs Everything at Underground Retrocade is, he takes good care of it. It's, yeah, every, yeah, that it's place a is a nice place. place. Very clean, really like you said. Yeah, right, right. It. Beautiful Dundee. Yeah, yes, yeah. Dundee. So you get to say Dundee. It's so neat. In the Scottish kind of place, you know. Dundee. So I'm going to flip the script, though. Watching it boot up, the game boot up was pretty good. But Vic, tell us what you played today. What what was good? One's I liked today was Cosmic Cruiser and Wacko. They were next to each other in uh, Doc's place in the Galloping Ghost. So it goes Cosmic Cruiser, Wacko, and then getting uh, the second highest score. Oh, yeah, I did. Is placing Dig in uh, Dig Dug. Oh, Look at this. Yeah. No, he didn't want to be too up there. He's no. not hoity toity like. You know, well, like Chris is loaded, so I'm sorry. He was like, I'm not going to come across the, the pond oh, and just like smash your high scores. I'm going to be polite. Yeah. Did you want him in that? No, I didn't. It was a lot of fun though. And, and Scott, 
Lambert uh, and Doc as well, the nicest people in the arcades I've ever met, lovely people. They looked after us all day. I didn't think we put our hands in our pocket once, which is embarrassing. It was so nice. Yeah, I know. I, I actually felt guilty. I, Ah, come on, let us pay for something. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like, look, we're grown-ass adults. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully, with this little podcast Sean and I do, we can give them a little bit of uh, advertisements, at least. And I loved it, but I cannot say a bad word about it. So, you know, hopefully, it's going to be pretty good. I could say a bad word. These dudes are obsessed, man. Yeah. They're obsessed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In a good so way. so obsessed in a beautiful yeah. way. It's so neat walking into these places. Because you can just tell, like, oh, that's how he's obsessed yeah oh yeah. and then like oh that's how this person you can see their personalities you can see their personalities reflected in how I enjoyed a lot of it yeah. really cool yeah, really cool, cool. Yeah. and Doc looks a bit like me he does <laughs> yeah for uh we got a picture and we'll be putting on the website so we can see the differences I wonder how old Doc is 39 I've never asked him. really yeah I had no idea. You were, you he works in him. You were like, how old are you? <laughs> yeah. He works, he works 90 hours a week, this yeah, guy. that's amazing. He is brilliantly obsessed. Well done. Anyway, uh, we will talk again when we get to Logan Arcade. Awesome. Where's our pizza? <laughs> nice one. So, the day goes on. We're not finished yet in Chicago on the 18th. So, in the evening time, after we've had pizza and stuff, we dropped the car off. I think we dropped the car off beforehand, actually. And we took a Uber to Logan Arcade, which is the Uber taxis over there. Real cheap. You can get them here as well mm. now. It's brilliant. And we went to Logan Arcade, which was good, but it was a little bit of a letdown. Because in the back room, unbeknownst to us, they hadn't told us about it. How dare they? <laughs> yeah. They had um, a DJ on. I think he was like a DJ rapper. He was called Cool Chris, who... Chris seemed to know and was a, a little bit sort of starstruck about. And I think he is quite famous in America. Because yeah. later on, uh, someone else I knew, I, I met knew him as well and said he was a good guy. So I don't know anything about it. But it's one of the, one of these modern things that kids are all listening to get off my lawn. Cool and Keith. Cool, cool Keith, Keith, apparently. He's some yeah. kind of rapper DJ. And he was on in the background and you had to pay to get into the back rooms where a lot of the machines are, the classic machines. And the right. 10 player... Killer Queen is in there, and I actually looked in and saw it. It's massive. Yeah. It's got like it's got like two fifty-inch screens back to back, I think, and there were people playing on it as well. So it wasn't just everyone's in there for the music; they were in to play as well. So we didn't get to go in there, which is unfortunate. And also, they had a proper sky cursor in the in the in the sort of room at the front where the bar is, the main bar, which we were. We were all sort of hanging out in there, and everyone could go and drink and play in there. Yeah. Um, it's all on quarters as well, so you don't pay a certain price, like the Underground Retrocade or Galloping Ghost. It's all on quarters, so you just put yeah. money into it. But I think every game, apart from I think the pinballs, might be fifty cents, two quarters. Yeah. But all the arcade games were one cent, uh, one cent, twenty-five cents, one quarter. That's reasonable, isn't it? It's pretty good. Well, it's only like four fifteen p for us in the UK, yeah. something like that. It's pretty yeah. good. But they had the proper Sky Cursor full upright Dynamo Cab, the one that's done in green with the white side art. Yeah, and the proper control panel, and that played better than the one I played on in an underground retrocode because it wasn't quite the proper cab for it. But this one was beautiful, and Chris was really proud of this one. He's like, "Look at the screen; it was a really immaculate screen. The controls worked a lot better. The sound was nice and crisp as well. It's really good mm. sound on it." So Just on Facebook today, mm-hmm. the Sky Cursor guys have posted a picture of a new control panel. I don't know if it's the same one. Was it grey with like loads of sort of similar? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the one they want it to have on there. Mm, with the three nice buttons. Looking. Yeah, it's really cool. 
And also next to the Sky Cursor, Pride of Place, was a VEC 9. You know that Vector game we yeah. spoke about? Yeah, we spoke about this, didn't we? Oh, my God. If you put wheels on it, you could invade a country with it. It was built like a brick toilet. <laughs> yeah. It's It had a flight stick on it. You know, like Star Wars or those kind of games, Empire Strikes Back? But it was yeah. one out of like a MiG fighter jet. It was really heavy steel construction. It's all sort of chipped paintwork on it, sort of enamel paintwork. It looked like it came out of an old Russian armoured vehicle or something. It was really nice, but it played with its really smooth controls. And you, you move the yoke up and down and left and right, and had a bunch of fire buttons on it as well. Mm. And what I didn't realise until later on, when I was playing it, because when you first start, it's all in vectors, and it's got like um, really cool drawings of an astronaut, and it tells you how to play the game and stuff. And the first bit sort of reminds me of a black and white version of Star Wars Trench, where you got a, but it's very slow, and you've got to sort of steer your spaceship, your craft through things. Yeah. Like little little sort of thin areas. And I couldn't work out how to do it, and I kept dying and breaking into things. But what I realised at the very end, if you press one of the sort of control buttons, the, the thumb buttons, yeah, your ship sort of takes a sideward tilt upright, and you can uh, go through yeah. vertically through things, and you can do like left and right rolls with it. So basically yeah. it's me being rubbish. Like the old way. Star Fox game. Yeah, very similar to that, yeah. Mm. But this control panel on there... It was absolutely immaculate. It was the kind of thing I'd make at work for for my actual work. Sort of aircraft yeah. sort of spec kind of thing. And the cabinet was a really sort of odd shape. It looked like it was built in Russia in the in the eighties, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was really real cool. And I actually sort of showed I watched someone playing the game properly and it was sort of like a star fighty type thing. It was really, really good. And I think it's the only one in the world that's there. Yeah. I don't think they've done a production one, it's just a one off. But also, as well as that, which quite impressed me, and Chris pointed out, he said Oh, look, there as well. There's an ATM screen, you know, like a sort of um, bank machine screen. Yeah. Like a little sort of seven, eight-inch green screen monitor actually embedded into the control panel. Right. Apparently later on in the game, at the end of the game, it might be a bonus game. I didn't get that far. I'm too rubbish at it. But you've got these four switches. You know, you sort of push the... If you think of like a, a rocket switch where you it's got a little cover over it and you, you flip the cover up and you pull the switch... Yeah, it was like yeah. that, and you got a little puzzle game apparently to play later on with these four switches. Right, so it's oh, a wow. really unique game. You couldn't play it anywhere apart from this machine because it got the weird flight yoke with all the buttons on it, and then you've got this these funny switches and the funny screen afterwards. Really mm-hmm. clever. Really, I've never seen anything like it in all my in all my days. It was really let's cool. Hope, uh, yeah, let's hope they do do a production run of them. Yeah, very cool and very kooky. Those buttons reminded me of the kind of things you'd launch a nuclear strike with. Mm, oh, I've never done that, have you? Only once. I regretted yeah. that. I really regret that nuclear strike <laughs> I did. The other highlights of the, the room we were in that we could get to all the stuff, there's quite a lot of old pinballs in there. Yeah. Some really cool ones as well. And I think the owner helped me out. I didn't get a chance to speak to him. I'm sure he was very busy that night with cool Keith and his crew and all that lot. Is that what they say, the kids? No, I have no idea. Probably. And his gang. His gang mm. of youths. <laughs> but I think the, the only coming along and smacked the side of the pinball because a ball got stuck and I went oh, okay if that's what you want to do I wasn't going to do that mm. um, but another highlight of it was an environmental discs of Tron Ooh. which I got inside and had a go of good condition yeah really good it's got weird lights inside and it's, it's very atmospheric mm. is there lights in the floor I don't recall I don't think I looked I was too busy looking at the screen trying not to get a, a disc of Tron in the chops <laughs> But yeah, I, but the one I saw, I thought there were lights in the floor, but they may have done that themselves. They may have modded it. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that'd be quite a cool thing to do. Because 
what I would do if I had one is put one of those UV carpets in it that gl- light, yeah. light you up carpet. Oh, light you up. But I did play it. I couldn't quite get the gameplay. I had a first. I did the first few levels, but then later on, it's quite quick, and you've got to sort of spin the discs off the side to get the guy, and he keeps moving around the little swine. Yeah. But very, very good. Good-looking game as well. We also met up with two guys that Chris and Phil know from their hometown, Indianapolis, in Indiana. I've got to say that these guys from Indianapolis, that was a three-and-a-half-hour drive for them to come and hang out with me and wife. Wow. So kudos for those for coming to see me. It's absolutely brilliant. And these guys I was speaking to is like two guys, and they're ready to open their own beer arcade in Indianapolis. So the Skycursers right. have that to look forward to when that opens as well. There was Austin, who's the beer guy, who's going to do the beer part of it, who's, who's expert in drinking, everything about drinks. We're talking to him about cascales and all the sort of up-and-coming, really cool beer places in America and stuff, and he knew all about that. And then Jeff was the games guy, who's going to do the arcade, but he's a collector already. And he, I must put him in contact with Alex, he has got a Bandido, Ooh, which is right. the Exidy version of Sheriff. Yeah. So uh, I'll put him in contact with Alex about that. Uh, we're going to talk about Alex later on, aren't we? Mm, we are. A little bit about him, that young oh, man. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, yeah, good luck with their venture. Mm. So, after all that, we didn't do any audio from there because it was very loud, as you can imagine. It was a full bar, and by the time we went, it was absolutely banging in there. And you had, obviously, a rapper in the back making a load of noise. Mm. So we didn't do any audio there. We wouldn't have heard anything. But quite liked it, and I would love to have got in the back room. Mm. I really would love to. But, you know, just circumstance. It was just one of those things we didn't realise, and... So it goes. Yeah. So after Chicago and after getting some bits and bobs from the Sky Cursor guys, we hired a car from there on the last day and we drove to Louisville, which is a few hours, three hours away, I think. Right. So Louisville fun, which is pretty cool. The first day in Louisville as well. Louisville is, well, everywhere we went was really friendly, but they say the further down south you go, the friendlier they get. And it, yeah. I think it's true. The first day in Louisville, we went down to the, the. We got there really late at night, and it was sort of you know get in and get down in the morning. Lee dumped the car in the in the car park. Went down in the morning. There's a lovely lady there. How are you doing? All this sort of stuff. And she spoke. So what are you going to do? We said we're going to go to uh, it's a place called Wild Eggs. Actually, mm. so it's Wild Eggs, <laughs> which was down the road. And the wife is very good at finding the decent places to eat, and she knew about this place. It's famous. I said, oh, yeah, that's really good, but don't you want to have breakfast? I said, no, no, we might try that tomorrow. Oh, I'll, I'll get you breakfast tomorrow. So she mm. gave us a breakfast on the hotel for tomorrow. I was like, thank you very much. We'll have a breakfast. Thank you very much. And she goes, oh, are you going to get down there? So we're just going to walk. It's not fine. She says, it's raining outside. Oh, I'll get the, the guy to send you down. I went, what? And she goes, oh, we've got a bus here. We've got a shuttle service. I'll get him to send, take you down there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this nice chap came along, picked us up in the van, took us down the road, dropped us off. Here we go into Wild Eggs. Mm. Went in the wild eggs, and we're sort of standing there, and they sort of, there's a guy sat on the sofas, like you sort of wait for a little while while they seat you. And there's a guy there, sort of an oldish guy, with his wife, and there's a load of people with him, and I presumed it was his extended family. And he sort of moved over and beckoned us over, and I said, oh, thank you. Ooh, where are you from? Straight away, with my stupid English accent. Where are you from? I said, oh, we're from London. Oh, brilliant. What have you come to Louisville for? You know, so it's, it's not really a holiday destination, you know. Mm. And I said, oh, we're meeting people and we're doing a tour and, you know, we're going to meet these friends of ours from podcasts. Oh, brilliant. That's really nice. Oh, he's lovely. Oh, we'll see you later. Yeah, cool. Okay. Because he had, he told us he was from like near between Texas and, and Louisville and all his family were there and his like son, his daughter and something. They're, they're kids as well. So it was granddaughters and granddaughters. There's like 10 of them, loads of them there. 
Yeah. Oh, brilliant. You know, we were talking and stuff. The lady goes, oh, we must have a hug. And oh, yeah, all right. Thank you. Thank you. And we went and had <laughs> breakfast. Me and wife were sort of sat on a little table. They were on a bigger table. And we sort of eating and drinking. It was absolutely brilliant. You eat so well over there. So well, honestly. I must have put on mm. about a stone. Yeah. So we have breakfast. And the lady comes and we said, oh, can we have the check, please? You know, more coffee. Yeah, yeah. And she says, oh, someone's taken care of your check already. I went, well, hold on a minute. She says, someone's taken care of it. A mystery sort. I went, I bet I know who it is. So we went over to this these big family and oh thank you very much you don't need to no no cool have a nice day you know all this sort of thing just, was, that is so nice we feel really blessed thanks very much so that was that was a real good start to the day yeah and I think we did a few things in Louisville it was a bit rainy there it wasn't too good a weather and I think that night I think it might be the next night or the next night we went to find Whitney Roberts's house who's one of the guys from the Broken Token because yeah. he had promised me. Deep fried turkey. Deep fried turkey. Oh my good gracious. Sounds good. Does it sound is good. something to be oh mm. <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. It right. So we went to Whitney's house, right? And it was like it was in Shelbyville, which is about twenty, thirty miles away from Louisville. I didn't realise it's so far away, but you know, we had the car and it was easy to get there. So we went it was all raining and horrible and he, he lives he lives in the middle of nowhere basically. And there's a reason for that. And we've got all these windy roads, and it was like a weird number. It was a, there wasn't like a house for like another half a mile. You know what I mean? It was quite sort of, mm. you know, there wasn't much in between. It wasn't like our houses, real close. I sort of got there and went, is this it? I said, oh, it's quite a big house, and, you know, I can't see any cabs in the garage because the garage was open. I said, I can't see any cabs in the garage, you know. I looked through the door, and I had to go right round. The, and it was all really dark, and I had to go right around the front. It was, it was beautifully done it with Christmas lights and everything. I thought, it could be. I know he's got a little girl. You know, he would have done the lights. And I think everyone in America does Christmas lights. I love it. I went sort of in the front door. I knocked on the door. Nothing. No dogs. Nothing. I looked sort of, I could see a nice Christmas tree. And I thought, oh, there's no one in. Maybe it's the wrong place. So I thought, I said to wife, I don't want someone to think we're, you know, come out in the middle of nowhere and we're sort of hassling them. And, you know, she said, oh, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, about 10 minutes later, I was going to ring him up and stuff. This little head popped out, and I recognised Whitney. Hello! I was like, oh, how are mm-hmm. you doing? This is the right place. Yeah, bring your car in. So they had guest car parking in the garage. This is how big the place was. I was like, "Yeah, okay, we don't normally get our guests to come in the garage, so that's okay. And we went in, and his house is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I was quite jealous. He's got a real lovely house, basement, huge. I think he lives on five acres. God. That's big. It's pretty big. So he took us down in the basement and welcomed us all in and that all said hello and and they had his basement has got a little movie theater in it. He's got right. movie seats, about ten movie seats and a, and a big projector screen on the walls. Like this is amazing. I would <laughs> love this. So we were sort of talking outside. He got the he, he had this sort of little burner for putting the oil in and putting the turkey. And he said, "Here's the turkey. It's got two turkey breasts. He said, when it comes out, it's going to look a bit like a hockey puck." And it looked like a, yeah. a gnarled lump of wood when it came out, but oh my god, it was good. Yeah. Oh, I cannot go on about how good fried turkey is. It's amazing. That's why they do it. Did you just have that on its own, or with some else? We had. Oh no, they know how to treat you over there. We had everything. Honestly, it was really good. Uh, mayonnaise. No, no, Whitney. You don't need mayonnaise for this, mate. It's so juicy. You don't need mayonnaise for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Whitney made his own beans up, which had like ground beef in it and spices and all sorts. Oh, it's amazing. And there was, he had his own bar mm. as well. So there's drinks and nuts and crisps and 
it was proper, proper stuff. It was really, really cool. And we met his little girl, Grace, who was really, really cute, really well-behaved, absolutely brilliant kid. Yeah. And then a little bit later on, Brent turned up, the other guy, Brent Griffiths from The Broken Token. Yeah. And he came bringing gifts as well, which was nice. We'll get onto on the pickups. And I gave them some gifts as well, which was pretty cool. And then Whitney's wife, Jackie, turned up. She had some business with the school that they, they do together. And she turned up. She's absolutely lovely as well. Really, really nice. So it was such a good night. And he's got his three dogs as well. And wife loves dogs. So she was made up straight away. There was a Labrador there and there's a pug, which she loves. Yeah. And Whitney said, oh, we've got another one as well upstairs. We've got a Mastiff. And I was like, hold on a minute. I know the Mastiffs are quite big. He said... And Tori was like, oh, can we get him out? He says, mm, well, he's a bit rambunctious. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and uh, later on, they let the rambunctious one out, the Mastiff. And it is, it's a puppy, but it's huge. Yeah, it's the like size a of a small horse, yes. <laughs> and Tori was petting it outside. Wife was petting it outside. And she sort of went to sort of come in and sort of keep the dog out. No, dog wasn't having it. The dog was so excited. It bolted through the door, knocked her over. And was running around the house, and Brent grabbed hold of him by his collar and nearly pulled him through a Christmas tree. Wow! And it sort of Whitney got hold of him then and put him upstairs. And oh my god, it was it's some of a comedy scene. It was brilliant. But this dog was mm. pretty big, dog pretty strong. Mm. We did all that, and we sort of as as men do, we were sort of outside talking about near not the barbecue, but the sort of area where they were cooking. It's like this little burner with this big thing of oil on there. He does. Yeah, has to get up to a certain heat, and it's quite a, a, a bit of physics and science to it, and it was absolutely perfectly cooked. And we was talking there, and I heard probably the best American conversation in the best accents I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> and it went a bit like this. They were talking about Turkey, and I'm not sure if it's Brent or Whitney, because they've got very similar accents, but they're in sort of bits as well. And it sort of went... Because both of those guys grew up on farms. They're both in IT now, but they grew up on farms in, in sort of Louisville and Shelbyville. And it sort of went, uh, I think it was like, hey, Whitney, did, did you ever have turkeys? And, you're, and I think it was Whitney said, man, them turkeys, they're mean, man. They used to chase my mom around the yard. I was just like, this is amazing. And it's like, yeah, when you beat them with a the stick, they move, they, they dodge them sticks, man. They're hard. I was like, this is brilliant. They're talking about turkeys. It was just so... And I love accents. It was just amazing. And I gave it the old firepower as well. <laughs> yeah. And their last podcast, which I listened to on the road, it's really, really good. As usual, it's quite long. And at the very end, they've got some sort of jingle bells. And so it's got some music underneath the talking. There's some jingle because it's Christmas. And it goes jingle, jingle, jingle. And right at about 10 seconds later, it just goes me at the very end goes... Far par. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I cracked up when I heard it. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> so we got presents from them as well, which was nice. And the crazy dogs, which was pretty good. And meeting a family, which was really nice. And we spoke for ages. We were talking about arcades. And we went in Whitney's arcade room. We didn't play anything because a lot of his bits of his video machines were taken off because he's got a load of stuff at Powder Coat Painting at the moment. Right. But he had about, oh, I don't know, 10, 12, maybe 15 video games in there, and about three or four pinballs I counted. But the, yeah. the pièce de résistance for Whitney at the moment is his Iron Man he's doing up at the moment. I think he's fully LED'd it on the pinball. Yeah. And he's got loads of stuff powder-coated on it, and it looks like a showpiece. You, you wouldn't want to, put, you want to put glass around it and don't yeah. want to play. It was so minty, immaculate. I licked it at one point, and it tasted of mint. <laughs> yeah. it was really really nice 
But he had a load of uh, cabs. I think he's got a Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior, Donkey Kong Three, Popeye, similar ones Alex used to have. Yeah. And he had, I think, he had a Star Wars. Uh, I think he had Asteroids, uh, Food Fight. Oh, loads of stuff. And apparently, I found out from Brent later on, out in his barn across the way, he had about another thirty games waiting to be restored. Right. I think it was Whitney who's doing up the burger time at the moment. And I think Brent was doing the zookeeper, or it was the other way around, I can't remember. But that was coming on really well as well. Mm. So some really nice cabs in there. But we were too too busy talking to play. It's like this mm. when you get to know people and you, you, you're talking and you, you want to get so much stuff out, you, you haven't got time to play, which is what we normally do at, at shows, don't we? Yeah, you just spend ages talking. So that was really, really cool. Really cool. Really, really nice night. And I, I, I think we stayed a bit too long because... When we went out, we said, we've got to get you guys to sleep now. You know, it's on holidays and they're cool about it. And we went upstairs and Jackie and, and Grace and the dog were all watching Star Wars. And they were asleep on the chair all together, all three of them. Yeah. It was really cute. It was like, look at that. It was really nice. <laughs> so we all went. Uh, it was raining again. And, and they said, be careful of deer on the way out. Is that kind of out in the sticks place? I was like, wow. oh, I better watch for deer. because They will wreck your car if you hit them. So that was really good. And we did do some audio uh, when we were at Whitney's at the end with their audio. And their audio gear is far more impressive than ours. Oh, it's well, really e- cool. Even better than this £44 headset I've got on. Yes. Wow. They had like a, a sort of field recorder, very similar to my dictaphone and yours, which is a little bit better than mine. But this thing, you could plug four XLR mics into it. Yeah. Which was really cool. And it had all sorts of meters and levels on there. That's why the recording sounds so good when they go away to shows. So this piece of kit was really cool. So we had a chat. Wife was in on the chat as well. Ah, which is quite nice. nice. Um, but I'm going to let them play that on their next podcast because yeah. it had more to do with us being with them than arcade gaming. So I'll let them put that on their show. So everyone should listen to the Broken Token podcast. Mm, excellent. Not just next month, but all the previous shows. Really good. All months. Yes, all the months. All the months there is. Uh, Brent said to us before we went, if you want, we can meet up tomorrow if you've got nothing planned. I said, oh, I'll see what wife and I are doing. You know, I know we've got to go for dinner somewhere because she's got a sort of a really nice place to go for dinner and it was really cool there. And he said, oh, yeah, if you want, just give a shout. And I said to wife, oh, should we give Brent a shout? Yeah, yeah, let's go on, let's go to that. So we gave Brent a shout and he said, oh, I'll take you to Zanzibar, which is a, an arcade bar in Louisville. Uh, it's quite close to where he lives. It's quite close to where we're staying. And we said, oh, we're going to be at this restaurant. Should we get there? He said, no, no, I'll pick you up, pick you up. I'll come. I've got loads of cars. I'll pick you up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I sort of said to him, do you want to get an Uber? He said, no, I don't drink, so it's cool. Oh, cool, okay, that's all right. Because we didn't, with the car was sort of laid back with uh, with the hotel because we sort of took Ubers everywhere so we could have a, you know, a glass of wine or a beer or whatever. Uh, and Whitney and family would have come, I think, but they were watching Star Wars. They were keen to see it because they hadn't seen it by now. Yep. And Brent came and picked us up in a ridiculous Ford F-350 truck. Right out in my yard. Yeah. The bonnet was up to my shoulders on the car. Wow. It had an eight-foot bed in the back of it. He said he's had, I think he's had six or eight arcade cabs on it before, upright. God. Which I thought was brilliant. I sort of looked, when he came, he sort of poked his little head out of it. I thought, I just laughed. I went, no, it's amazing. It's ridiculous. The bonnet was as tall as my wife, sir. <laughs> so what is an Uber? Is it a style of taxi or is it just any kind of taxi? Well, uh, I don't want to be an advocate for Uber, but I am. 
Yeah. Uber is an app you get on a mobile phone, any kind of mobile right, phone, Android right. or a- Apple or whatever. And what it is, is you, you go on there and you say, right, I want an Uber, please. I want to go to here. And you've got a little map and you put on a pin where you are. I think the pin's already where you are because it knows where you are. You put a pin where you want to go, or you, I think you type it in where you want to go and it finds the route. And it says, right, there's an Uber driver three minutes away. And it's a guy called Dave. And he's got a black Chevrolet. Two minutes time. Dave turns up. You've got the number plate there, so you make sure it's him. You say, hi, Dave. Oh, hi, are you Tory? you, Victor? Yes, I am. In you get. He drives you to your location. It's all paid for via PayPal already. So there's yeah. no money across his hands. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a new style. They've got it over here as well. It's like a franchise kind of thing, is it? Yeah. yeah. It's, I think anyone can work for Uber. And I said to him, mm. oh, is it nice working for Uber? He said, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. I can work whenever I like. So when you want yeah. to work, say you, you've got spare time or you're off work for a while or you haven't got a proper job, you just log on to Uber. It knows you're active. When someone wants a lift, you come and get them. You take them to the place. It's already in your, in your account from their PayPal. And obviously, Uber take a little bit out of it and stuff. Off you go. Mm, it's really good idea. Good. It's really, really good. There's a big stink at the moment because the taxi drivers don't like it. But that's pretty obvious, isn't it? They're not going to like that. Mm, yeah. but I, I really like them. I use them quite a lot. And they're a lot, a lot, lot cheaper as well. A lot cheaper. Mm. So, we sped off in the Ford 350. Nice. It's a really big old car. <laughs> I liked it. Just from its ridiculousness. You'd never get away with that in the UK. You'd have to pay about a £1,000 road tax to run that thing. And it was like a 6.2 litre engine as well. Oh, wow. It was awesome. It was really good. So, we went to the possibly the best bar in the world. Yes. Zanzibar. Yes. Had a big Z on the front. It's not a Z. It's a Z in America. Yeah. And we got to meet both the owners. We went in there. I mean, there was loads of pinballs and video games. It was a real cool sort of like a divey bar, but clean. It was really nice, like low lights and sort of neons, you know what I mean? Mm, Music, yeah. really cool. Went in there. Whitney was having iced tea. I had a few beers. Uh, wife had a few ciders. Even had cider in there for wife, which I couldn't believe. Mm. And uh, Brent was saying, oh, we'll go and play in a minute, but hopefully ants will be turning up. I said, ants? We don't want ants turning up. <laughs> he said, no, no, it's the, guy, it's the guy's name. I think it's his last name. Everyone calls him ants. I said, oh, okay, cool, cool. So we were playing a few games, and I, I did a walk around in there, which I shall put in here. I'm out at um, the Zanzibar bar at the moment. It's a, a bar with a load of arcade machines in it. Uh, Brent's brought us here from the Broken Token guys. Uh, we had a few drinks. It's really cool here. And we met the guy, the owner of the place. I think he's owning it with his brother, a guy called Ants. And he showed us his back room with all the other games in it. He's got so many games not on the shop floor. But it's mainly as a bar and pinball area. And I'm just uh, looking at the video games at the back. They, they've got like a sort of area for bands and stuff and drinking and food. And they've got all sorts of games. Oh, I've just seen Space Invaders. So I'm going to do a little walk around here. Um, there's a Space Invaders um, cabaret, which is exactly the same as the one I used to own for Phoenix. It's um, a Taito trim line, Space Invaders. I've never seen one in the Fresh 4. Such a cool machine. 
machine. Got a punch out next to it, a Tron. Oh, really nice Moon Patrol. Joust, which is Ants' favourite game. Crystal Castles, upright. I got Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr. And this is only a small selection of games he actually owns. He's got loads in the back room, and he showed his his, his own games room as well, which looks really cool. He's really into the vectors. And Joust is his favourite game. I'm looking past some pinballs now. I've got a diner, big guns, taxi. But here the music's quite loud as well. And I think the wife's been playing some pinballs up there with Brent there. Got Star Wars she's playing at the moment, Medieval Madness, Star Trek Next Generation, Walking Dead, which we played a, a three-player on, which is really cool. Wizard of Oz, which is a beautiful machine. Adam's Family, which is obviously a favourite. Attack from Mars, the first one from Revenge. Uh, and some old EMs here, the $6 million man with really cool back glass. Nice bit of dolly, everyone loves a bit of dolly. And a Star Trek, that looks like an old 70s one, that. Really cool machine. So I'm going to go and play some more games. They've got a, little, they've got, um, a Robotron Cavalry, which apparently was brand new in box. One of those ones from the Canadian find from a few years ago. It's a really nice little cabaret machine. Very, very rare. And they've got a Miss Pac-Man, or sorry, I like to say Mrs. Pac-Man Cabaret, which is a really nice little cab. And a Gallagher Cabaret, which is a beautiful little machine. And normally, I'd prefer Galaxian over Gallagher any day of the week. This cab is beautiful. I'd love to have this in my collection. And I've got a Cubert here, signed as well from the, the creator of it, who came in to play it. And they've got a Nibbler, Rockola Nibbler next, which is a really nice machine. Excellent. I'm going to have a go, more of a drink now and play some more pinballs. Mm, I didn't good. tell from the, the, uh, the walk around. It's a pretty good little place. And when Ants turned up, he obviously knew Brent uh, from the podcast and stuff, and they sort of said hello. And, oh, this is my friend Victor from the UK. Oh, you're from London. Oh, wow. And he'd been all around the UK and around you know, all different places. And I think he was staying somewhere in North London or something when he came over, which yeah. is a bit odd. And my sort of wife knew what he was talking about. It's really cool. And we talked about Vectrex and stuff. And he said, oh, I love Vectrex. And I said, well, are you on the Vectrex page? And... Facebook page and have you seen this controller? He looked it was like, my God, I want one of those. I said, yeah, everyone does, yeah. But mm-hmm. I gave the Vectrex controller to Brent. You know the one I've been right. making, the, the prototype? Yeah. Because he's a big Vectrex fan as well. And he's going to be my beta tester. So hopefully he won't break right. it. <laughs> yeah. So we was talking for that and he said, oh, do you want to look in the back room? We've got loads of cabs out here because his favourite game was Joust. But he mm. loves the Vector games. And he took us out the back room sort of across the way a little way. And there was about 40 cabinets in there. I was like, oh my goodness, you you guys have got everything. And he had loads, like a big row of stuff. I had a go of Battlezone in there. He had a Joust, a Joust 2. He had yeah. loads of really cool stuff in there. Really nice cabinets. And I think he was. I think he switches them around or whatever. And he had loads of pinballs, like new ones as well. And there was one thing I walked past, which was it was in box. I, can't, I won't say what it is, because I don't think he's debuted it yet, but it was a brand new thing in a box. And I hugged it and said, can I have it? Yeah. No, you can't have it. But yeah, it was really, really nice. I And also, we had a really good night there. I had a few drinks, not many. And we were talking to Ants. He was a real good laugh, but he had to go because he was doing a pinball tournament that night and everyone was waiting for him to turn up for the pinball tournament. Yeah. So there loads of little events on there. And I suggest everyone follows Zanzibar on Twitter. I know we're yeah. over in the UK or Europe or everyone in different parts of America and you can't get there, but follow them on Twitter. They have some hilarious tweets on there. Because I think nearly every night they've got a band on or a theme thing or a quiz or a tournament or something daft going on. And it's a lot of fun. And mm. he was saying, oh, are you here tomorrow night? Which was Christmas Eve. 
And I said, no, no, we're, we're not. We're, you know, we've got to go off to the next place. He went, oh, it's a shame. We've got a Smiths tribute band. Oh, I love the Smiths. Yeah. And Brent was saying, I don't know the Smiths. I grew up with, you know, country music and rock. And I was like, oh, you don't know. We started singing him Smiths songs and everything. And, no, no, I don't. And he said, oh, it's, uh, it's, we have it, we've had it for the past four years. It's, it's, it's the Merry Smithsmas. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I love a pun. <laughs> so yeah they've had them back for like four years and it does really well I was like oh, I wish I could just stay one more night I would have gone to that I definitely would have gone to that that's strange isn't it like in the Smiths yeah so you wouldn't think sort of in the south of well not South America but you know sort of mid-south that they would be into that but yeah really into it apparently it was really cool this next song kids is girlfriend in a coma <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> So, from there, we had a brilliant time in Louisville. The guys were absolutely brilliant, and Whitney's family were amazing. A beautiful place, lovely food, everything you could wish for, and more. It just passed my wildest dreams. It's brilliant. We skip on a few days, me doing cool holiday stuff with the wife, mm-hmm. and encountering cold, wet, and hot weather. Because uh, in Chicago, I think it was minus eight degrees centigrade. Wow. Which was effing cold young man yeah i was known as victor two hats at the time i had two pairs of socks on two jumpers and two hats all at the same mm-hmm. time it was that cold there even experienced snow when we went to the underground retrocade which is crazy i haven't seen it for years so we did all that sort of stuff and we were walking around and doing stuff and i think we were in new orleans and mm-hmm. we walked past totally by chance it was nothing to do with me no no this is in Atlanta. maybe we saw a barcade there because wife said, oh, have you seen that? I think she actually set it up for me to see. I went, oh, wow. But it was actually closed for the day. I think they had an, uh, an event on. I looked through the window. It was all sort of modern stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't really my thing anyway. Oh, you know, thanks for looking. You know, we went, it was Atlanta. And then we went to the Coca-Cola place, which was across the way behind it. The Coca-Cola sort of um, theme thingy. And it uh, showed you how Coke was made through years and museums and stuff. It was quite fun, actually. It was really good. We spent about half an hour talking to one guy in, in the, the gift shop, just talking about weather and stuff. They have some really severe weather there. But that was fun. And then a few more days pass on, and we moved from different places and all that was said at the start. And we went to New Orleans then, and mm. we found a barcade again. And this one really was totally by chance. We were walking out of sort of the, the French Quarter, which is like the party area. Everyone was going mm. mad. It was New Year's Eve day. Everyone was drinking, having a good time. There's no trouble at all. And it was like, as you could imagine, New Orleans to be. There was jazz everywhere you went. Everywhere mm. you go, there's live music on jazz. the streets. Jazz. Ow. <laughs> there was like street performers. It was, it was just really good. Everyone's having a great time. Everyone's wearing those silly necklaces you get at Mardi Gras. For, you know, if you down a drink, you get a, a necklace or whatever. All that yeah. sort of stuff. And we were sort of walking through this. And we had some really nice, I think they're called beignets, which are like um, a fancy donut they have there. It's a, a homemade donut thing. Oh, they were good. <laughs> so we had all that. And we were walking out for somewhere to eat because Tori, the wife, had had another idea of somewhere to go, which was a really cool place. It was like a gastro bar food place. And as we were going past it, I went, look at this. There's a place called Barcadia. So we went to eat, had a few drinks in there, and we came back. Really nice place to eat. Cool stuff. It was sort of like behind the bar. They had like Rock'em Sock'em robots and... Loads of yeah. robots and, and sort of themed like retro toys behind the bar, which I thought was really nice. 
I came back from there. So I'll go to Barcade. For, I said, I'll only be a little while. It looks a bit of a modern place. Yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll FaceTime my mum from there because it was New Year's Eve day. But back in the UK, they were ahead. So it was getting late. So she wanted to talk to mum before New Year's. Yeah. So I went in there and I did, guess what? Another walk round. Yes, get so in. I'll pop it in here. I'm in a Barcadia in New Orleans and I'm in the back room at the moment. We've got Robotron and Joust. We've got a full on three player rampage. We've got Marvel Super Superheroes, a Revolution X gun game. There's a Mario Kart 2 two player sit down, Mortal Kombat, Hydro Thunder, and a really nice missile command in the corner. We've got a couple of ski balls, as usual around here. We've got some pinballs, gladiators, X Men, pinball party, uh, Maximum Force, Maximum Force, Atari uh, gun game. Big Buck Hunt, uh, Golden Tea, all that sort of stuff. And then you come out of the games room and go into the actual bar itself. It's quite cool. I might have got a t-shirt where the t-shirt is really cool. But loads of ladies, uh, really cool pictures actually of old uh, bottled drinks. Quite, quite risque in fact. People are having good fun in there. Let's come through the main bar area. There's a claw machine, there's a Ms. Pac-Man, Gallagher, Street Fighter 2, Mortal Kombat 2. Killer Instinct, Turtles with a better cab than we used to get. Track and field, the buttons are knackered, I noticed that earlier. Spy Hunt, that's quite nice. Tron, Simpsons, and uh, their Pierce the Resistance, a Star Wars, which I had a go of, and I was rubbish at. So, from there, the sort of highlights for me were some of the old games, but the Star Wars Battle Pod. Mm -hmm. I had to go a, a, a chance of going a proper big one you know the one you open the little door and get in yeah and you put about 50 quid in it to have a go what did you think it was three dollars a go right yeah. uh, I think five dollars for two goes but someone had left a quid in there a Sorry, quid a, a dollar a, a dollar they yeah. left, left an Obama pound in there yeah so I put two dollars in had a go and you can choose different missions I chose to be I think a baddie mm. I think I was a TIE fighter and you've got to shoot the X-Wings, which are usually the good guys. Right. I don't know a lot about Star Wars. Yeah. But it was good. It was, it was sort of like the screen was quite big, but it was very close to your face, I thought. I think you yeah. could have done been a little bit further back. Mm. Obviously, the, the, the size of the thing. And it all goes around. It's quite a good screen. Um, but the game was very, very quick. I wasn't very good at it. And it sort of reminded me of a sort of, you know, that kind of shooter where you sort of sh just lock on and shoot stuff with the, with the yoke. And it had like a... A lever to go quick, fast, and, and slow as well. Yeah. Well, I think it was down to me being rubbish at it again. But I think it would cost you a lot of money to get good at it because you have to have a lot of practice and you die quite quickly on the game, I think. I, I had a go. I don't remember being able to pick good or evil, but I don't, yeah, I've only ever had two goes. I'll have to. It's in Blackpool, so I can go back and play it and have another go. But I, I wasn't impressed. For the really. price of it, I don't it's think right. it's really worth it. But it's, it's a good game, it's good. But I think for the, if it was like a pound ago or a dollar ago, it'd be better. But you know, we we spoke in in length about how expensive these machines are, and they yeah. have to obviously recoup their money for it because they are pricey. Yeah. And I saw later on in a later arcade um, the two screen flat screen one, you know, the, right. the cheaper version. Yes, brand new that. Yeah, yeah it looks quite nice. So that was pretty good. But in this bar, there's more people just drinking because it was New Year's Eve, than playing the games. When I first got there, there was a few ladies playing some of the games. There was a Ms. Pac-Man, a Gallagher, a Track and Field, some older stuff there, which was quite fun. And in the back room, they had some more pinballs and some of the little the ski balls where you throw little basketballs for the hoops. Yeah. Hoop, hoop. Yeah. And in there, they had uh, a Missile Command and a Joust. 
But the Joust was like a double. I think it doubled as a Joust and a Robotron. Right. So that was quite fun. And a few goes on that. Um, so that was quite fun. But no one was really playing, you know? They were too busy. That Like the game was on. I don't know if it was American football or basketball. And they, they do that in a lot of the bars. They've got these big screens with some faceless football thing on going on, which I ignore usually. And yeah. everyone's just drinking. I was like, what's wrong with you people? There's cabs to play. <laughs> I said that in my mind, though. I might have got beaten up yeah. if I said it out loud. Yeah. But yeah, some some of the buttons on some of the games weren't perfect. I think one of the joysticks or one of the coin mechs didn't work on a game. And I thought they could look after these games a little bit better, maybe. Mm. So that would have been a better experience. But they didn't really care because everyone was drinking the drinks. That's where they make the money, I think. Mm, that's, yeah, that's it, isn't it? And also, there's a guy who... who confirm this for me because i was wearing my barcade t-shirt the one from new york yeah my long sleeved and i walked out of the bar barcadia and the guy said so he sort of looked at me and said barcade isn't as good as barcade i went you're right there mate and just walked on he's obviously been there before himself (laughs) but it was an extra arcade i wasn't expecting so i'm happy yeah it was good Mm. so we spin on some more days and long drives, quite a lot, long, long drives, six-hour drives, some of them, and then break, and then another, like, four hours the next day. Did a lot of miles, a lot of miles. Mm. So we get to the last place. We've been all loads of places in between, and loads of really cool things. We've been to the zoo. We've seen gators, uh, uh, a swamp. We've been up the big, massive towers. We've eaten loads of places. We've done loads and loads of things, millions of things. And when we spoke to a lot of the Americans we talked to, what we'd done, they were like, you do more than we do in the country. So, well, yeah. that's, that's wife for you. She's a brilliant PA, as well as a good mm-hmm. wife. So, we get to Austin, Texas, which is our last destination for a few days. And um, we did a few things there, which was really cool. And it was getting to be a bit rainy there, and then one day it was quite warm. So, the weather was in and out, really. But you'd sort of think Texas would be hot, but not in December. But mm. everyone we spoke to said the weather has been really weird. We're getting loads of stuff here we don't normally get. So it was yeah. a bit odd, I think. It wasn't normal. So here's a quick bit of audio. After we met up with Aaron Hickman, who's Diagamblic from the Genesis Gems and the Retro Obscura podcast, who graciously, again, took a day off from his work to come hang out with us and drove about an hour to get us. Hi there, it's Victor and... Aaron! And... Tommy. Wife! Yeah. We've just been for a huge barbecue. Um, we're in Aaron's car now, his big truck... And we just about work out how to get to game over. Game over video games. Game over video games. And I'm in gonna, Austin, Texas. I'm going to buy a ton of stuff in Austin, Texas. And then hopefully onto an arcade or two after that. So catch us later. We also checked out three game over video game stores, which are brilliant. I bought multiple items, and Aaron bought a cool Sonic t shirt and a book on a Mega Drive, written by a host from the old Genesis Gems, which Aaron also co hosts. And we bought stuff in between the different places. We went to a Goodwill as well, which wasn't much. But in the Goodwill, that's where I tried those shoes on. <laughs> I've got that picture. I know. posted a picture on Twitter <laughs> for people who haven't seen it. I'm sure it'll be on our Facebook page when you manage to get it on there. Of me wearing some size US 12, which is a UK 11, ladies' red heels. <laughs> which Did I get thrown out of the shop? Well, no. My theory is right. I've got this theory in life. Mm. And it it really does matter to me, and I will do it nearly every opportunity. If you can walk back past a cardboard box, right, whether you're at work or in the street or in a shop or whatever, that you can get into, you can physically get into, and you don't get into it, you don't have a soul. 
<laughs> you are, you've got to get into you've a cardboard get, box. Can you walk past a cardboard box, right, that's big enough for you to get in and you don't get in it? We have hundreds at work. <gasps> I'd be constantly in them. You'd never get me get, out of them. You get nothing done. I don't care. I wouldn't mind. Every so, if you was in there every so often, you'd get a piece of large blow-moulded plastic land on your head. <laughs> Probably. But also, my new motto now as well, if you walk past a pair of shoes, yeah, hilarious shoes, whether they're male or female, you can fit into them. You don't try them on. There's something wrong with you. So right. I saw these shoes, right? Because we were looking at like you know video game stuff and that. We were walking past. So I went, my God, look at the size of these shoes. And they were like a small heel, but a red lady's shoe. Yeah, and I thought these have got to be made for a man or a really big lady. So yeah. obviously, I tried it when they fitted perfectly. So I and tried you bought, them on. You and, them. Well, do you know what? I yeah. really wish I had now. Yeah, so I would wear them to uh, events just for a laugh, <laughs> just to see what kind of looks I get. A six foot two man wearing a three inch heel as well with lipstick. I would have to put some lipstick on. Mm. Well, I thought the red went with the, the ensemble of the black. Then close your eyes. And tap your heels together three times. And think to yourself, there's no place like home. Excellent. So, yeah, that was fun. So, after we did the Goodwill, there was another really big bookshop we had, we went to with Aaron, because he knew all the good places to go to and hang out. Went to this really, really big bookshop, but also they had quite an extensive video game shop with secondhand stuff in there. Yeah. I think Aaron bought a book on music because he's really into his music. And I didn't buy anything in there. There was nothing I quite fancied. I was looking for Intellivision carts because you don't really get a lot of them around, especially mm-hmm. in the UK. But I actually bought about 16 cartridges in total, I think, which we'll get onto in the pickups later on. Mm-hmm. So I bought a few things later on. But we also, we ate in the morning, we ate in the morning, first thing, we had the best barbecue in the country. We waited yeah. for like two and a half hours in the line because you you wouldn't get it. Basically, if you went to the end of the line at 11 o'clock when it opened, you wouldn't get any. So we had right. to get there at 9 o'clock. So we sort of hung up. There's little chairs there and we were talking for a bit, getting to know Aaron. It was really, really cool. I had coffee and stuff. So we had hot drinks and people were reading books and playing chess with each other waiting in the line. It was brilliant. And this was for, a Tuesday morning. Just for, for food? Don't you dare say just for food. This, yeah. is, the, this is known as the best barbecue in the world. Right. It's like the number one place for barbecue. And it was did it, really good. Did it live up to it, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, mm. yes. I think I paid, I bought $130 worth of barbecue. It was a lot wow. of barbecue. And we took some with us as well. It was lots. Crikey. So we did all that. Uh, we, had, we had an In-N-Out burger later on, which is a famous burger joint, which is only usually in the, the California area, but there's one in Texas now. Mm. And there's, I think, one somewhere else. So we went there. And later on, we visited, getting back to the meat and potatoes of this podcast, an arcade called Pinballs with a Z. Mm-hmm. Well, you could actually buy a lot of the video game cabs and the pinballs from the arcade floor. They had prices on them. Yeah. So if you fancied a cab that much, you could take it home with you. Mm. But not their prices. <laughs> they yeah. were quite expensive. I think they were the kind of people who aren't really collectors, who don't know the prices. Yeah. It was quite expensive. Out of my league, definitely. Uh, I'm in the Pinballs Arcade. You love these little walk-rounds. I'm going to do a little walk-round for you. It might be in two parts. There's a big place. I'm in a corner of a little retro part. And this is... Uh, we've got a Tron. Ballywind made Tron. Really nice-looking cabinet. It's nice. We've got a little tiny 
Cabaret Centipede, which I want to steal and take away in the car, in Aaron's car. Uh, Space Invaders Deluxe by Midway, which is the button version, the different one to we got in the UK. This is black and white with a backdrop. A nice three-player rampage, with loads of screen burn, it looks cool. Uh, off-road Iron Man Stuart, off-road and racing game. A Super Pac-Man. Uh, Gallagher, which is a nice looking machine, just a Gallagher. And we've got like a little a cabaret frog, which is more of a modern thing. Mr. Fro it's a frogger and a Mr. Do, but it's only got a 60 in one in it, disappointingly. Full size upright Seawolf, which is quite fun to play. Oh, they've got a little centipede behind it as well, which looks like a more modern version, which has got um, a funny control panel. It's got um, a centipede trackball and a joystick in the middle and a jump button. And unfortunately, it's got a 16 one in it again. What a shame. And that is for sale, $2,995, a lot of money. Dragon's Lair, which is working. Don't know how that's working. Marble Madness, Indiana Jones and a Road Blast, all System 1 cabs together. Ms. Pac-Man with a 16 one again. No, no, no. Robotron 284, which looks like an original, which looks nice. Uh, Mario Brothers, which looks like it's got a 19 in one in it, which is a bit of a poor show. Uh, Super Punch Out, not a favorite of mine, but Aaron's smashing away on Tempest here. Shoot, 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 shoot faster. He's shooting like a crazy man. We've got a Gauntlet there, Gauntlet 2. Uh, nice color. Star Wars. It's got four credits in it. I want three yeah. credit in a minute. I want three credit in a minute. And there's loads and loads of pinballs which I should get to. There's a Pac-Man here which looks like it's got a, another flipping 16 one in it, unfortunately. And we've got some more modern games over this section. We've got Jetpack Joyride, which looks quite fun. Uh, Big Huck, Big Buck, HD Wild. Aliens Armageddon. I'm sure I can hear some Wizards of Oz over there. Time Crisis 3, double player. A uh, little area so you can sort of eat your dinner and have fries and stuff. We've got a full-size Moon Patrol, which is nice. Oh, Mappy next to a lovely machine. Defender, another Pac-Man, which got some sort of Pac-Man screensaver on it. That is, oh, it's a six-pack Pac-Man. But the screen looks a bit funny on it. I'll have to look at that. Oh, a nice Cuba in the corner as well, original Cuba. That's a lovely machine. And we've got some, we've got some modern things like crane grabbers and all that and stuff. And I can see a Turtles 4-player, which are the nicer machines in America, and a Simpsons. Double Star Wars Battle Pod, which has got the, the LCD screens rather than the screen wraparound. A Pirate's Hook game, which has got like funny little fishing reels on it. That's really clear and nice. If you love Ticket Redemption games. If you love Ticket Redemption games, that right is. Up your alley. Uh, House of the Dead 4. We've got an X-Men 6 player cover. Look at the size of that thing. It's double. They have one of those underground retro caves as well. They're huge. And don't forget the Hercules. Oh yeah, uh, wife was on Hercules pinball earlier. It's about twice to three times the size of a normal pinball. Yeah. It's, it's flippers on the front are about five inches long and it fires a pinball, uh, sorry, a pool ball around on it. It's a white pool ball. And it's very slow. It's an old game. I think wife was disappointed in that. It was built before she was even thought of. We've got so many pinballs. Let's just go There's through. Another whole room of pinballs. Another room, yeah. We've got some brand new ones here. We've yeah. got Game of Thrones, Game of Kiss, Thrones. Metallica, Iron Man, Star Trek, Tron Legacy, Adam's Family, Theatre of Magic, Twilight Zone, Indiana, two Indiana Jones, different ones, Medieval Madness, Arabian Nights, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Spider-Man, The Walking Dead, that's another new one, Star Wars, that's a lovely looking machine. We have a Raw Thrills, Jurassic Park. The East one too. Yeah. And we've got a Primeval Hunt, which is some sort of big gun game. Uh-huh. Uh, loads of tickety games, which is good for the kids. Guitar yeah. Hero. And then if you go in that room back there, that's where all the magic happens. Let's go and look in the magic rooms. 
there's quite a lot of uh, good old stuff here, but I've seen a few of 60 and 1s. It's a little bit disappointing, but you know. Oh, what's in there? They've got an arcade classic. It looks like in the toilet. Multicades. In the toilet. Nice. That's where I want it. You've got to wash your hands before you play that. Right. And we're up in the sort of, oh my goodness, there's an older section here. We've got some really old pinballs. We've got a lot of old pinballs in here. we got Fireball. Fireball 2. Kiss. Kiss, the original Kiss. They had Rollerball on this wall, but they might have gotten rid of it. Black Knight well, is a really have, good uh, game. Roller games. Sorry, roller games. Oh, these are for sale, actually. We've got Black yeah. Knight, Lost World, and a Buck Rogers. If you've got uh, $3,000 to spare, yep. it's all yours. Uh, the Fireball's $4,000. The Fireball 2's four and a half. The original Kiss is four and a half. They're quite, they're not to charge this place. Oh my god, there's there's more pinballs. There's so many pinballs. Yeah, we've got a Gorgar, Grand Lizard, Centaur 2. I know someone's got a Centaur, I never knew there was a follow up to it. Uh, Lightning, a Sorcerer. One of the only video. Uh uh, uh 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 there's a few. No, there's there's a uh, Granny and the Gators. I know someone's got both. And Baby Pac-Man, and yep. then there's the unreleased Pinball Circus. Oh right, yeah. That's over in Las Vegas that you can check out. Cool. And then there was a what a Playboy one that never got released. Ooh, madam. Yeah. Cool. And we've got next to that an actual Pac-Man pinball. Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Pac-Ball pinball. I played it before, it's quite a good little game. This one's actually pretty interesting if you've never played it. I have you, played it, it's yeah. good, it's good fun. It's a weird machine, but it's a good fun weird machine. I can see a typing of the dead down there. You don't see them very often. Oh, wow. oh, a Soul Calibur 2 over there, Mortal Kombat 4, this looks like a fighty section. Yeah. Loads of pinballs, I'm walking past Stargate, original Star Trek. You can tell this is a space section. Yeah, yeah. Original Star Trek, you've got a Hura. A Data East Star Trek, which is a cool game. And then you've got Star Trek Next Generation, which is One a really nice game as well. Well, favorite pinball games right it's here. a good fun, that's really good. Let's have a walk around the corner. Uh, a Williams, another pinball, Hurricane. Oh, that's the great one, that one. Hurricane. Yeah, there's a Pinbot and Machine Bride of Pinbot and Jackpot. They're all the Pinbots yeah. together. That's right. And they're uh, quite expensive. <laughs> I've never played Jackpot. Well, Is that like Son of Pinbot? I think, yeah, it must be. Then you've got an Area 51, Terminator 2, Smash TV, great game. House of Dead 3, Jurassic Park 3. Got a Star Wars uh, Episode 1 Pinball. Oh, what's that machine in the back there? It looks like a Street Fighter 4. Four, probably. That is a what a 60 inch screen on that. Yeah. That is a huge machine. That's really nice. The Outrun 2. It's a game called Ballistics. Ballistics game with the where you lie down. Wow. So a racing game. You lie down at it. It's pretty fun. I could have a kip there. That'd be nice. We've got a Ghost Squad and a Star yeah, Trek Voyager. Environmental cast over here. I've never seen this one, Star Trek Voyager. You sit down and it's a gun game with yep. a really big CRT. That's a 39-inch CRT in there. Yeah, that's pretty that's, huge. I've never seen that machine. That's a really cool little cat. I like that for a gun game. We've got Batman Pinball, another Batman Pinball, a newer version, GoldenEye, Wives on Sopranos, yeah. uh, NASCAR. High Speed, High Speed, that's a brilliant pinball. NASCAR version. Yeah, and High Speed 2, The Getaway, that's a good one. That lady hasn't got much on her top half. No. She'll get cold. She'll get cold. It's just like a lot of those uh, Gottlieb games. Yeah. We've got a Batman uh, racing game. That's quite a new one. That's only a few years old, that one. Ah, never played that one. We've got a Superbikes Fast and Furious 4-player. 
player, a motorbike game. Avatar Pinball, Lost in Space Pinball, uh, Starship Troopers, X-Files. They're really interesting sort of rounded uh, yeah, playfields on. Rounded thing is kind Backlass, of weird. yeah. A Phantom of the Opera. Oh, Scared Stiff with Elvira. Always a favourite old Elvira. And the actual Elvira Pinball next to it. Last time I was here they had Black Hall and they had Haunted House. I don't All know right. if they had them here this time, but those are some of my favourite pinballs. Yeah, there's a Freddy Krueger Nightmare Elms. This must be the sort of horror this section. This is the, yeah, it's kind of the theme section. Yeah, it's good how they themed the, all the games together. We've got more videos, we've got NASCARs. You'll find Mario Kart, that's Arcade GP, there's four of them networked yep, together. All together. Which no. you'll, like, if you go to Dave and Buster's, that's about the only fun thing to do yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. There's a Street Vice versus Tekken fight cab over there with a really big 60 inch screen again. Yep. And you've got Transformers Pinball, Fishtails, that's a great pinball. Who done it? Uh, Demolition Man, El Dorado City of Gold, Robocop. Dirty Harry, Last Action Hero, Terminator 2, Terminator 3. Oh my lord, we're another pinballs. There's so many pinballs. Dracula, Guns N' Roses, Pirates of the Caribbean, Black Rose, Twister, Revenge from Mars. I love oh, that game. That Guns N' Roses actually has a gun. I've actually played it before. And it's got, a, it's got another one on the side, on the right left-hand side it's of a rose. rose. Yeah. Guns and roses. That's right. They took uh, it literally. And next to the Revenge of Mars, you've got a fast break, which looks like a NBA-themed pinball. Meteor. Congo, that's a great pinball, I like that one. Yeah. Doctor Who, Whirlwind, Jurassic Park pinball. And then you go to South Park, uh, Whitewater, that's a good one. This one's fine. Yeah, Whitewater, it's got a really cool header on it, it looks yeah. like water. Uh, Circus Voltaire, Roadshow, yeah. that's a great one. I love the little toys in Roadshow. Do they have uh, Black Knight or Black Knight 2000? They have, They, they had those uh, the last time I was here. They're they good might, games. Th that stuff sells quick, though. Yeah, it's popular games. You've got Apollo 13. This one's a bit interesting. This one is nearly $10,000. This is Banzai Run by wow. Williams, and it's got, on the back glass, the back is more glass pinball. More, it's like it's a vertical like pinball. Yeah. I'm going to have to play that, because that looks really unique. I've never seen it before. Uh, there's a fun house here, which is similar to Roadshow. It's got the same heads moving around. And a Playboy. Oh, madam. Christopher Clark, make your way to the front counter. I hope you can hear this on the podcast. It might be. And we're coming to the end, I think, of Funhouse is a fun game. Able Deluxe, Cubal Wizard, and High Roller Casino. I think that's most of them done. And that was Icy Black Knight back there we didn't cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And then we've so, got more, like, themed action hero stuff. Terminator 2, last, yep. uh, action hero, Dirty Harry, Terminator Sort of film ones, aren't they? Yeah, Robocop, uh, Eldorado Gold, Demolition Man. Yep. Who done it? So last up around the corner, so there's any more, I'm sure there is. Oh, we got Street Fighter 2 pinball. Cool. Uh, Space Jam, Monopoly. We've got Time Crisis 4 and House of the Dead 1, I think. I think we're going to have to do Typing of the Dead. We're going to have to play that. Yeah, it looks kind of fun. Shrek pinball. Carpal Tunnel Syndrome already. Yeah, Bugs Bunny birthday ball. Super Mario Brothers. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Super Mario Brothers. And, apart from all the silly uh, redemption games, that's about it. So we're going to play some more classic games, and I've got to look at that vertical pinball. That looks bizarre. Yeah. So we might get you back to you later after you play some games. We actually spotted someone repairing a pinball. Some machine. guy is repairing one of the pinballs, which is the Fireball 2, is it? Yeah, it looked like it was. Fireball 2, I think. It looks quite complicated. We'll stay out of his way. 
the pinballs were far too expensive to play because this was a, a pay to play. It wasn't a ten dollars play as much like you actually put quarters in. But they yeah. were all tokens though. So you put money in and you get these funny tokens out. So it's tokens. Yeah. But the tokens were worth twenty five cents each, you know, a quarter each. Yeah. Nearly all the pinballs were seventy five cents each. Yeah. Which is getting on a bit really, especially for older ones. And some were I think one of the ones now one of the video games we played, we played Typing of the Dead. Mm. And it said on there, this game is in Japanese. But when you watch the attract mode, it'll come up in Japanese and a load of um, Western letters underneath, the Western alphabet. So I thought, oh, we can play this. It'd be cool. So Aaron and I put in $1.25 each. I think it was five quarters each. Might have been six. Can't remember. Each. Mm. Went to play the game all in Japanese. Yeah. Because the, the keyboard had Japanese on it and English lang- uh, Western letters on it, you know, in Roman alphabet. But it came up just in Japanese. I was like, oh, for God's sake, we just couldn't play it. So yeah. I was like, two and a half dollars wasted. Unless you read Japanese, you could not play that game. So I thought that was really unfair. Even if it had a thing on there saying it's in Japanese, it was very misleading. Mm. I was miffed. Yeah. I, 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 I punched the air in disbelief. <laughs> Tutted. I, I, like that. <laughs> and, and didn't moan to anyone about it, just to myself, as an English person would do. But they also had there Hercules pinball. Mm. Is the Hercules pinball known to you, sir? Yeah, it's the biggest, largest one in the world, isn't it? It is massive. I have seen it on the tube of views somewhere. It's about three feet wide, about ten feet long, and about eight foot tall. Wow. It is huge. It uses a full-sized pool ball as the pinball. Wow. And the flippers are like five inches long. And all the bumpers on it are about, I don't know, six-inch diameter. And they feel a lot stronger because the ball's bigger and heavier. They mm. feel a lot stronger. And the actual machine shakes as you're playing it. You can imagine yeah. something that big shaking. Wife had a go at first. It was a fifty a go for like a late 70s pinball. Yeah. Early 80s, maybe. It was a one fifty a go. And she said, oh, it's really boring. It's not very good. I had a go and I got over 100,000 points on it because it's old school points as well. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. But if you don't let the ball settle when it's in the trough and then pull the plunger all the way back, it doesn't have enough oomph to push it around the pinball. It gets stuck. And it's quite uh, hard getting the ball back up. Because everything's so big and heavy on it. But it, it's a lot of fun. If I had the room, I would have one. But I think they're quite rare. Mm. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I also played a brand new game. Look at me with me new stuff. Ooh, pinball. No. I, well, I played lots of pinballs as well, but I played a new Pac-Man game. I think we, we talked about it a little while ago. And it's a redemption oh. game. It's a really big vertical screen, about a 40-inch vertical LCD screen. Yeah. And what you do, and I realised when I played it, you play Pac-Man for a bit, and you get as many dots you can. Every time you get so many dots, you get a ticket, a tickety-tickety thing. Mm. And when I sort of did quite well, I nearly cleared the screen with the first life, and you died. You only get one life. I was like, what? One life? And it spits out, I think I got 13 tickets. Mm. And you probably know from Blackpool, you need a couple of hundred tickets to get a good prize. Tin of beans. Tin of beans. Yeah. So what I did, it was less than that, right? I went to the counter with my 13 tokens. I took a picture of myself with looking a bit unhappy with my 13 tickets for a, a dollar a go as well, by the way, for yeah. one life on Pac-Man, which I don't think is very good quality. And... Um, I took it to the counter and demanded the biggest prize available for my 13 tokens. And the guy said, 
you can get a candy for that, like a, a penny sweet, like a yeah. little sort of penny. I said, oh, can I, can I get one of those? And I pointed these like rubber, uh, little rubber sort of three inch long lizards. He said, I'll tell you what, mate. <laughs> He said, I'll tell you what, buddy, I'll give you two more tickets for free. You can have that lizard. I went, yeah, I got a lizard. Why well, I forgot you were a lizard. She was like, brilliant, I got a lizard. And she kept her, the little lizard in her coin cup so she could keep hold of the lizard. So I was happy with the lizard, but I thought a dollar for a 13 tickets, that's not very good quality, is it, for that price? Stick yeah. to the non-redemption games, I think. Yeah. yeah, but even the video games, like the old school ones, like Space Invaders, and they had a sub-hunt there, a really old game. We're all 50 cents ago, or two tokens, 50 cents. So it was quite expensive, which I think doesn't help the ar- the retro arcade scene very much. I think the games have got to be cheap to play, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, but they seem to be quite busy, and they had a lot of prices on the pinballs. The most expensive one I saw was $9,995. I think there was mm-hmm. a uh, Adams Family for that price, which is a very popular one. And there was one called a Banzai Run, which had two pinballs. It had the normal sort of horizontal one. And at mm. the back glass was a pinball as well, vertical. Mm, wow. But I couldn't get it up there. The ball, I mean, up the back screen. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get it up the back. And I think yeah. you, you, you get a certain... You hit a few targets, and then you get it in the back glass, and it lights up, and you've got flippers in the back as well. Mm. That one was nearly $10,000. Wow. And they had a lot of little funny machines, which I think are more modern retro machines they had a cabaret frogger which never came out in the past i'm sure and it was like a frogger and the the side art was split so i think one side you had frog one side you had mr do which never came in the same cab as far as i know i think what the idea is is they have those switching jammer switches in there so you can switch over from the game to game but this one had a 60 and one in it and a lot of the games i saw there for like two thousand three thousand dollars for arcade cabs had 60 and ones in which, to me, isn't worth it. Even no. if they had the original games in, they're not worth that, especially in America, because American prices are so much lower than us. Yeah, but these yeah. seem to be a lot higher than our prices. Even with the exchange rate, they were very expensive. I thought, there's no way on hell I'd buy that cab. But they were there to play, so, you know. And some of them were a bit funny. The buttons weren't quite there and, you know, sort of that sort of stuff. So not mm. too keen, but it was an eye-opener. And the pinballs, the amount of pinballs they had there, you know, they had quite a lot. So... After that, we made our way to the third game over shot. We weren't going to go there, but we did because it was sort of on the way to where we're going next. And there were many Arnie impressions, I'm afraid, because I think that's what the Retro Obscure guys do a lot. And I'll put the audio for that here. We're going on the 183 North, apparently, to the third game over game shop. We've just been in the second one, and I bought some more stuff. I bought Shark Shark for the Intellivision. What else did I buy? I bought The Empire Strikes Back, Q-Bert, and Motocross. Aaron, did you buy anything? Uh, not from this shop. Shame on you, I sir. I window gazed and I guessed video game songs that were playing. You did? NES tunes. And uh, you know what? I beat Vic because he only got one. Oh, You've gone before me. Can you go left? Yeah. We are trying to navigate without getting killed in Texan traffic. Right. And the music in the background is... My music. It's, yeah. it's the Galaxian theme. It's the one I like, actually. By Diet Gamblick, which is me. That is you indeed. Fantastic. Find him on SoundCloud. Do I need to go left? Oh. Uh, yes, left. One, eight, three. Ah! Banzai! Banzai! Yeah. Get to the chopper! Wait. Do it now! Do it now! Mm, yeah, good impressions there. <laughs> yeah. We had the In-N-Out Burger and then proceeded to that game place and... 
I bought four mystery in television cartridges. <gasps> oh. Mystery. You know this in an out burger? Yes. Does that refer to like how quick you can digest them or what? I don't I wouldn't like to think actually, mate, but it was quite a good mm-hmm. burger. We heard about it on Californication, an American TV program, and it's supposed to be quite famous and good. It was a good burger. Oh, it's got Mulder on it, isn't it? Yes, it has. Or Scully. One yeah, of them. Mulder. Mulder. Yeah. yeah. So that was good. So we went there, had a few burgers, then we went to the last game over, and I got the, the carts there, and they were a dollar each. Because so I said to the girl behind the counter, we were all mucking about in there, and she, she was laughing along with us and talking to us. The place was called Round Rock. What a cool name for a place. Yeah. What are y'all doing in Round Rock? I said, oh, we're visiting all this. Stuff. And I said to her, these four cartridges, how much are they? And she sort of went in the back room. And she says, oh, I don't know how much you want for them. I said, no, no. I could sell you your own games if you like. They're yours. How much do you want to, to buy them? She said, oh, right, right. Okay, just a minute, a minute. She came out. I said, I'll give you a dollar each for them. She said, okay, just a minute. She came out. She said, yeah, a dollar each is fine. You can take a chance. Well, yeah, cool. And I bought some other stuff as well. I think Aaron um, changed his T-shirt for a, a different Sonic one he wanted. So that yep. was really cool. Then we drove a little while further and we found the arcade UFO, which Ooh. was a Japanese-style arcade. A lot of rhythm games in there. And they also mm. had a U-beat, which we all loved. Um, I spoke at this one years ago. When wife and I were on honeymoon, over five years ago now, in Japan, we found mm. a load of these U-beats over there. It's like a rhythm game. Yeah, It is so cool. I will play the audio here. As you can probably guess, listeners, I'm in the UFO Arcade, which is a really loud Japanese-style arcade in uh, Austin. So, a quickie walk around. You've got a uh, drinks machine. Yay! Look at the side art on that. We've got a big gun game that's not on called The Swarm with a huge screen. We've got some kind of weird techno rhythm game. I'm not sure you play it called Technica 3. And you've got a load of um, squat New Net City cabs, Power Stone 2, another Power Stone 2 next to it, one of the new puzzle bubbles, and I think that is Treasure. Which game is that? I can't remember the name of it. Radiant Silver God. No, Ikaruga, sorry. And you've got a really cool rhythm game where you've got like two turntables. It's huge, that's the one you can hear now. There's a maximum tune, uh, oh no, sorry, Midnight Wangan 3, I think. There's a dance game type in DIDR. Uh, four games all linked up to uh, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. A bunch of cabs on the back all linked up to PlayStation 3s. Blaz Blues in, all linked up. You've got uh, Street Fighter 4s linked together. Really nice Blast City, playing some kind of Tetris game. Battle Slug 4 on an Astro City. Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2 on another Astro City. And a Turtles game on Astro City as well. And out in the front, we've got my wife and Aaron playing U-Beat, which is the first one we've seen outside of Japan. This is such a brilliant game. My wife's good at it as well. And they've also got a pop and music, the movie, I've never seen before, with loads of bright colored buttons on it. And a couple of Blast Cities with some badly fitted LCDs. I'm not happy about that, but they're not on at the moment. And it's all, uh, the first time I've ever seen it, there's a tap to play, where you load up a card and you tap the little screens and it gives you credits. Good idea. But it's all very noisy, very Japanese. I quite like it. 
There's a really weird rhythm game I have to go on in a minute, which is, I've never seen before. There's a Japanese girly singing and dancing in the background. Yay! Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've been that. I love this QB game, though. It's really good. Yeah, like, I could just come here to play just this game. I told you it was good, didn't I? Mm-hmm. It's really good. Just to play that one. It's nice like, to I, I did pretty good for my first time. Yeah. It's really intuitive, isn't it, when you play it? You sort of learn it quite quickly. Like, yeah. Oh, she's grooving over there. Woohoo! Yeah, like, most, uh, I came here ten years ago, and they had a lot more vertical shooters. Yeah, okay. Stuff. Like, I only the only see, one I can like, see is a Karuga. I see a Karuga by Treasure, and that's the only one I see. I don't know if they have any others. I bet they got a bunch of games in the back room. Really? Yeah, I reckon. Uh, oh, wife got cleared racing nice. A. Okay. Well done, well, wife. I'm going to try one more time here. Okay, I'll have a go in a minute, so let me have a go. Go ahead. So how do you play that then? Is it is it a dancing one or what? It's a rhythm game. Um, you stand in front of this big cube, and on top of the cube, there is sixteen clear buttons, like about sort of two and a half inch square buttons. Yeah. A four by four grid, and underneath them is a touch screen, and you've got a little screen above it, and you choose what game you want and everything, what what music you want to do. Because there's loads and loads of music you can play. Normally, sort of J-pop, Japanese music. But yeah. I think. The ones that are linked up, you can download different music packs and stuff, you know, all sorts of kind of music and different levels. And what yeah. happens when the music comes on, the the buttons, well, the, the screens behind the buttons fill up and you've got to press them before they fill up all the way. And the higher the level, the faster they fill up. And you sort of press the buttons in time to the beat of the music. Right. Which is really cool. And it, it gets really intuitive. You know when you play Donkey Konga, Donkey Kong Konga Bongos? Yeah. You sort of get into the rhythm and you know what's coming next and you sort of you're not gonna wait for the screen. It's like that, it's really intuitive. And wife is really good at it. And I also yeah. found out that Aaron, who's a music guy, is also really good at it. And I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I my level's about level four. They were playing on level six and doing it. Wife was doing level six on, on like A, and I was doing like level four on C if I was lucky. And I think I'd have gone level six and got failed F. <laughs> got no chance. Right. Oh dear. A lot of fun. But here is us talking about what we liked at the arcade UFO. We are just leaving the UFO arcade now, kids. So, Aaron, favourite game of the night? Uh, it, it's J U B E A T. U beat. Is it U beat? It's U beat. Yes. Right. Okay. Wife is uh, navigating. She's the navigator. <laughs> next right. You okay. may have guessed we're in Thank the car you. going from the UFO arcade. So I don't like UB, and that's the first one I've seen outside of Japan. And we played a lot of that in Japan. Fantastic. I like things with lots of buttons. Loads of 16 buttons. 16 pads. Oh, screen. No, I, what I like it is, it's because it's like playing, uh, if you've ever played on a drum machine. Oh, yeah. with like, or like a chaos pad or you know just something uh, I forgot what they're called but, I've heard uh, of chaos pads before I think well playing that game I think that uh, I could be really good on one of those yeah you're doing quite well on level 6 mm-hmm. yeah I, I can do it by level 4 and that's I, anything after that is too difficult for me it's too hard I've not got yeah. that many hands so what else did you like there did you like Street Fighter 3 Third Strike oh yeah it was great except for that time you beat me twice <laughs> Uh, no, I really like Tetris though. I beat uh, easy mode. Yeah, that was te- was it Tetris something Chaos? Was Tetris it Tetris Grandmaster? No, Tetris Chaos. It's the it was a later one. By one Akira. Yeah, it's a later one than Grandmaster. Or Rika, I, I don't know. It's, maybe it's Akira. Uh, yeah, it's. Well, I think it's a new one, but uh, it was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. It played the easy mode, and then uh, the game kind of gets really fast. And yeah. then if you get a Tetris in time, I think it slows down again. Oh. Yeah, and yeah, it builds up so. super fast. And then like when you beat it, you get to the credit screen. 
and that's when the blocks go invisible. Yeah, I've and seen the guy play completing that before. Yeah, yeah, he's done it on invisible as well. Well, which is and crazy. I, I got through it on invisible because I hit a game over screen um, before I could keep going. Oh, okay. Yeah, like once the credits rolled, that was it. Then you had to put in more money. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And wife, favorite game tonight for you? You beat. You beat again. We're all you beat fans, aren't we? I looked at it and I thought it said Jew beat. Yeah, it does look like one. Like Juju Bees. Pr pronounce you beat. You beat. Are you going to buy one for the home? <laughs> I'd love one for they're probably They're probably uh, pinballs yeah, prices. Thousands. I think they're a couple of thousand, yeah. They're quite a lot of money. Yeah. Because in Japan, watch right here, they're linked to the internet, so you can download different songs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can plug your headphones in to get a proper experience. But yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's quite a good, fun little arcade. Yeah. Lots of rhythm games there, because I like the japanese style. I uh, like DJ Max, which has come over here, but I like... Uh, you beat a little more because of the tactile feedback, the buttons. Yes, yeah. And there was another, it wasn't a, a rhythm game, but in America we have it, and it's one where, like, you go up against someone else, and it's like a grid of light-up squares. Okay. And you have to touch the squares right when the lights come on the, the grid. Sounds like you beat, doesn't it? It's you beat without the music, basically. Oh, okay. Sounds yeah. quite fun. I enjoyed Street Fighter 3 Third Strike because I won a game for once. Yeah, and, and I, I was very ashamed because I was like, man, I play fighting games more than this guy. But yeah, I'm not that good at it. I didn't do very far after being I was like, game. I'm going to try and parry. Does he even know how to parry? No, he doesn't. He does. He does. He tap forward. <sighs> I do, sorry. <laughs> no! And we'll end it on that. <laughs> so that is just, as far as I can remember, about all the arcade stuff we did and all the arcade audio I did there. Well, you sound like you had an excellent time, mate, really. Yeah, yeah. As, as well as the arcade stuff, the other stuff we did, all the touristy, walking around, finding things, going to places, eating, was amazing as well. All the people we met were beautiful people, really nice to speak to. Everyone was friendly. Everything was really cool. I mean, I bought a mm. ton of stuff as well, which we'll get onto, and really nice. I recommend everyone goes to America. Right now, off you go, leave work, just go. <laughs> Anyway, that is all behind us now, unfortunately. I've got to go to work tomorrow, which is a bit of a bummer. Oh, well. You lot have been back already, haven't you? Yeah, I've been back a week, yeah. Ooh. It's going to be painful for me tomorrow. <laughs> but to alleviate that, let's do some arcade news from around the world and local areas. Okay. First, just some sad news. Mm. Rest in Pixels, Brad Fuller. He's an old-school Atari musician. Actually, he was the director of audio at Atari for a while. Wow. And he did lots of cool music. Uh, Clax, Dunrunner. They were really cool music. I love Clax. Rolling Thunder, Paperboy, yeah. Zybots. He did a lot of that music from that kind of era. So that era of music make... of Atari is probably one of the like gauntlet sort of eras. That's one of the best yeah. kind of musics they ever did, I think. That sort of synthy kind of music. Yeah, he did Gauntlet too. Yeah, oh, so. brilliant. What a guy. Shame, shame. So rest in pixels, Brad. Mm -hmm. Next, yep. we have a, a ret this is a good link to click on, a retrospective of the UK, not the UK, the US TV program Starcade. Oh, that's great. It's so cheesy and old. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's quite, when you read it, it's quite groundbreaking, actually, what they did. And a, a lot yeah. of programs afterwards kind mm -hmm. of copied the format and that. Yeah. So that, that's a good read. I'll let you read that. Brilliant. That's by Patrick Scott Patterson again. He does some good... Oh, he does a lot of good stuff, yeah. And also, right, next one, an unknown PCB, previously unknown PCB, has been found on Yahoo Japan. 
and it's a shooter, vertical shooter called Wing Force. Ooh, you like them, don't you, I do. I quite, I quite partial to a shooting. <laughs> Sound like an old man gone weird. Yeah, it's called you Wing. You are an old man gone weird. <laughs> ah, well, that would explain that. Then. Ho ho ho! Yes, from Atlas, nineteen ninety-three. So Ooh. it looks a bit like a ride and kind of style sort of futuristic airplane shooter cool. and i think that'll be on main before long i think it's already in the process of going on to main excellent mm. <laughs> who smithers metal slug <laughs> lives on in mobile game format yes this apparently there's already been a metal slug game on mobile i didn't know about it that doesn't surprise and, me and this is the sequel to it cool. metal slug attack oh, okay and it's one of them kind of tower defense plants versus zombies thing Really? You've got a load of guys running from left to right, and they've all got health, and you give them power-ups. You, you, you don't actually control them. They just move. Well, you can't, it's kind of a point-and-click kind of... You lost me do you there, know what mate. I mean? No, I don't want to know. Have you ever played Plants vs. Zombies? No, I haven't. It looks right. quite fun, though, but, yeah, it doesn't really... That's not Metal Slug to me, is it? No. Metal Slug's a, a run-and-gun. Yeah, it's the same same sort of graphics and the over-the-top music and everything, but it is yeah. a kind of strategy game. It's a run and gun, old son. Weird. I like that. Weird. Next, we have two world records. Oh, brilliant. We have Wes Copeland retakes the Donkey Kong world record from Robbie Lakeman. How many more points can they squeeze out of that damn game? It's amazing. I know, it's so close. I think he's nearly on, he's on 1,190,000 now, is Wes Whoa. Copeland. Apparently, someone's got 1.2 million on MAME. Really? Yeah. So that's... Well, to me, that's the world record, but you've got to do it on a hardware if you want that to win Galaxy yeah. World Record, haven't you? Yeah. And What's also, the other one, then? Uh, a new Robotron world record from David Gomez. Yeah. This this is on the tide of the new tie-dye ROM set, so it keeps the ah. scores. And there's, there's a few of the refinements to the gameplay in there and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because that, that's the one that doesn't um, crash or something and doesn't go mental mm-hmm. when you get a certain score. It gives you all the lives and all that sort of stuff. So he's got... What's he got? Lots. Telephone numbers. He's, he's got over 100 million. No way. Anyway, yeah, he's got lords. Oh, my lord. That's incredible. I can't even get a million on that game. I can get a I'm couple of hundred to... thousand at the most. That's when I've been practicing a while. Yeah, it took him over 24 hours anyway, constant play. Mm. So that's insane, isn't it? Oh, there's a bit of a bit of news here, which sort of should be in the pickups for other people. Alex mm. is getting another sheriff, his third sheriff cab. Yeah. I saw this on Twitter earlier. I talked to him about it. It's a Nintendo cocktail, like our beige top ones. Uh, yeah. It's um, a little bit beaten, but we can bring it back, Alex. We can bring it back. Mm. Yes. I've already yeah. so I've already tweeted him, because uh, I haven't seen him for a little while. Uh, I'm going to help him put a proper power supply in it. A, it's normally got a linear power supply, which never usually work. And I think he's going to put a, a switching power supply in there, because they're a lot more reliable. And it doesn't really, it doesn't alter the machine at all. But um, I'm going to show him how to do that. There's a little way I do it. It's quite cool. I think his plan is, and it's to take it on the road to take it to these events and get people playing it. Yeah, that's really good because not many people have played Sheriff. Well, they might have I... been back in the day, but not for a long, long time. I haven't at all. No, it's a good little game, but you need the un- unique controls for it. Mm. Also, next one. Oh yes, I like this because it's kind of like a spreadsheet. You do. Rob- Rob McMullen, one, while he's been building his MAME cab, yeah. he's the guy that does the Player Missile Atari podcast. I recommend that podcast. Yeah, I do. He's done a MAME control summary. Oh, yeah. So it's just a big list of four, what games are four-way, what games are eight-way. I thought you'd like that. 
one button, two button, vector, raster. He's just broken it all down. I love stuff like that. But so, do you know but, what? The way I do that on my arcade cabinet that I've got my MAME in is yeah. you can set Marla to do it for you. You can have a little piece which tells you all about the game, and it will tell you. Because yeah. I think in MAME, it's embedded into MAME, what it uses, whether it's a four-way, eight-way, how many buttons it's got, whether it's got a dial, whether it's got a trackball, blah, 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 spinner, vertical, horizontal, all that stuff. It's got all the information in there, but it looks like he's done it as a, a sheet you can search. Yeah, this is the... Uh, this is a 2006 version of MAME. I think he's using that to put in his cab. Oh, yeah. But it's still very interesting. Yeah, cool. Oh, it's all numbers and figures, all of it. I know you love that sort of stuff. Mm. Right, this is a good one. This yes. is a good one. Uh, Chris Binary Star from Binary Star Software, who makes homebrew games to the Vectrex. Really good ones. I, I can tell you that. I know for a fact. He's doing a space launcher. You know, I said, can yeah. someone please do this on the Vectrex? He's taken up the challenge. He sent mm. me a screenshot, and it's looking promising already. I've seen that screenshot. Yeah, it does look good. I'm not sure if he's going to call it Space Launcher. That's in, in work in progress at the moment, the title of it. But it looks really cool, and I cannot wait to play it. Vector Launcher. How Vector about that for Yeah, Vector Launcher. That's pretty cool. Imagination, that. Vector Launcher. That'd be good. Just put Vec in, or Vector in front of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Vector Pilot. Vector Patrol. That is one coming yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Coming up in, where are we now? In a few days, at 15th to 17th of January in the Museum of Pinball in Banning, California. They've teamed up with Twin Galaxies now. It's also called the Twin Galaxies Museum, isn't it? Oh, ace. The Arcade Expo 2 is coming up. Yep. So that, that was the first one last year, and it apparently was a big success. And that's the one with 750 pinballs and about 200 arcade machines in it's the back room. an amazing place. Yeah. I heard about this on the aeroplane on the way back, so I was listening to the Intellivisionaries, and they mentioned it, because Nermix, Paul Nermanen, lives quite close to it. He's only about an hour or so away, because he lives in right. Orange County in, in California, and he's going to go to that. It's going to be right. amazing. Yeah, and there's Maybe Walters. we can mm. get him to talk about it for us. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, I'll get on to him. Cool. Mm. And also, there's Walter Day trading cards will be there, and that they're calling it the Walter Day Trading Card Museum. You know these cards yeah. that are for famous people? There is now 1,500 of them. Really? Is that many? Yeah, 1,500. So I know our friend John Studley, the, the Pac-Man champion, has got one of him. And I think i got a feeling that um, Tony has got one as well, the, the missile guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Tony Temple. Tony Temple, the missile um, command guy. You know what? I'd love to be on them cards. <laughs> You're gonna get me, it. me and you with our stupid heads on there, with our T-shirts on. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I'll get on to one. For, <laughs> I'd love that. For, uh, yeah, I know it's very self-indulgent, but I'd love to see myself in a trading card. We'd be with those trading cards that nobody wants. We'd have the, the millions of... I've got these rubbish swaps of the 10 pence. Do you want this one? <laughs> Just get yeah. rid of it. <laughs> 50 10 pence is for yeah. a... That's for five a quid's cheap. worth that. Yeah. Also coming up in X, uh, the XL London next week is the EAG Amusement and Trade Show. So there's a lot. There's new games there. Yeah. And I know that a couple of the UK VAC forum people are going, so we might get some news back from them. Yeah. That's I'm always interested in what's happening in the the arcade scene, even though they're new games that we're not so well into. Yeah, some of them. That, that Pac-Man I was playing at Pinballs, was mm. quite good, but I think you can probably set it to have two or three lives or something. I think it would have been a bit fairer and a bit more fun with more lives, that's all. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, the new games, sorry, the old games keep coming back. That, 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 They're one, never going to go away. One called Gallagher Assault out now, which mm. is a huge screen. And it is redemption, but you can also set it to amusement-only mode, so you can play it like yeah, normal cool. Gallagher. I was hoping to play that one, but they didn't have it there. They had loads mm. of other new games. There was another one I talk about it in the walk-round. Um, I can't remember what it's called now, but that was like a rocket game. Yeah. Like Jetpack kind of thing. That was apparently brand new. Um Aaron Hickman was saying it was a new one, so yeah. Jetpack Joyride? I think it was, yeah. But I didn't get a chance to play it. I was too busy playing Cubit later on. It's an old, well, a few years old mobile game. Mm, That's right, yeah. Oh, 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 talking of mobile games. Yeah. In Austin, Texas, I can't remember the airport name now, but the one in Austin, I think there's a few in Austin. In the airport, I walked past a 40-inch vertical screen which had Crossy Road on it. You could play it with your hands. Mm. Not just your finger like on a phone, you do it with your hands. Pressing buttons. Pressing press mm. buttons, that'd be the next one. Yeah. Happy 84th birthday today, January the 10th, to yeah. Bally Manufacturing Corporation. Happy birthday to Bally. <laughs> Still going. They're big in slot machines and pinballs, of course, and they bought Midway in 1969, and then they licensed loads of games, Bally Midway. Yeah, they did. You know, like Tron's probably the Still most famous. Still using the name. Cool. Yeah, Midway's now defunct 2009, but the Bally brand is still in use for certain kind of entertainment sectors, I think. Yeah, and you can look mm. at that, because we'll put some stuff in the show notes about it. Yeah. Oh. I got this from Doc Mac. Well, actually, I was there at the time and I saw it, and I think they've put it on the shop floor now. Uh, yeah. got a new game, a brand-new 4D game, Castlevania, the arcade environmental cab. Mm. They are the only arcade with one. Apparently, it's a one-off at the moment, or the only people that bought it. It's, um, it's like a sort of Wii-type game. You hold on to um, a sort of a wand, and you whip mm. the screen like you would on a Wii or a Wii U. Yeah. And it looks really cool. You sort of stand inside it. It's got plenty of room inside to stand. It's got these sort of like curtains on it. And I only saw it when I was there in the back room waiting to go on the shop floor. So I didn't see it working. But apparently it's really cool. And you can go on YouTube and look at it it playing. But apparently Mm. it's quite good. And you might have to, um, what's that word again? Will you whip people? Um, Flagelagate. That's the one. Flagelagate. I try and make you say every every opportunity now. (laughs) Yeah, but that looks really, really cool. Also, Underground Retrocade are working closely with Griffin Aerotech, the Skycursor people, to create a full wrap arcade machine around Skycursor, which is going to be unique to the Underground Retrocade. They're going to do their own artwork for it. Mm-hmm. And Scott has promised me some pictures of the machine when it's ready. I think they're going to use a woody cab, an old Konami one. Yeah. It'd be quite nice. Mm. Zanzibar have stuff going on on a daily basis. Unless you live there, but please follow them. So they're a lot of fun to follow on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, here's a good one I saw as well recently. You know, we keep going about Crossy Road because it is basically an arcade game on a phone. It would do much better with a joystick, I think. Yeah. Um, Cross ZXE Road, which is Crossy <laughs> Road on a ZX81 black and white silent computer. Oh, wow. They've actually made it work and it looks pretty good on a black and white computer. It's a 16K extended ZX81 homebrew game. Awesome. But did you also know that the makers, Hipster Whale, who make the original Crossy Road, and also Pac-Man 256, they do a 1942-type game called Shooty Skies. I did not know. I bet you'll be looking at that. I might do. It looks quite fun. It's like an endless, like the endless uh, frog or an endless Pac-Man. It's an endless shooter. 
Is it, it hasn't got a virtual joystick on the screen, has it? Because I am actually allergic to them. It probably has, but have a go. Because I, I get on really well with Crossy Road and Pac-Man 256. I get on really well with them, and I thought I wouldn't. But what you do, you, you, you move the plane. I think the plane shoots all the time, like the, the cave games on the, on the mobile phones do. And you shoot like arcade cabinets and stuff that are flying towards you. It looks quite right. fun. I'll have to, to get it. I think it's probably cheap or even free to play. Well, Crossy Road doesn't have a virtual joystick there, does it? Swipe left, swipe right, and tap to go forward. Is That's that right, yeah. It's not, oh, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. You've got to sort of put your thumb on the screen and move it around. No, it's yeah. not like that, I don't think. It's the same as like the Crossy them. games. Yeah, yeah, I think so. They, they make me weep. The next bit of um, news was sent in from Gareth Woodham, who used to live in my hometown of Weymouth. But now he lives and works in Sweden. We've spoken to him about this before. It was the arcade machines at the airport in Sweden that took mm. any kind of coins to play a few games. And it was all for the Red Cross charity. Yeah. Uh, the games are Ms. Pac-Man, Gallagher, and Space Invaders, and Kicks. Well, this was the, uh, the bit of information from Gareth. And he got this from the people who actually made the machines. Uh, and he says, Hi again, Tent Pencers. If you're interested in discussing the story on the show, I have the inside scoop of the manufacturing of the machines. I quote, with permission of Johan, sorry about the name, Akastam Holst. Hopefully I've said that correctly. Hi, Gareth. Thank you. I'm glad you like the machines. They were designed and constructed at our office in Stockholm by our producers, then built and assembled at a workshop factory north of Stockholm. They are custom-stroke, hand-built like traditional arcade cabinets with an updated look inspired by the 80s classics. The coin mechanism system is hacked to accept all coin sizes simultaneously and fall down into the glass coffin instead of a coin box. So you can see all the coins in the side. Mm. They run official editions of the classic games, released in combo pack from the publishers like Namco and Taito, i.e. legal versions, containing Ms. Pac-Man and Gallagher, or Space Invaders and Kicks, based on the same technology as in the 80s but in a smaller PCB package. These circuits are manually chased down at eBay, for the sake of legality, since the machines are used in public spaces. This makes them expensive to produce and difficult to make in larger quantities. There are Chinese bootleg circuitry available in larger quantities, but this would probably make the machines illegal to sell on most markets. So, yeah. these machines are properly legit, and they're also making money for the Red Cross. You couldn't get any better than that, could you? Mm, it's good, that. I wish, when I was in Austin Airport, there was some there, because I would have got rid of all my silly little coins for mm. charity and had some arcade games. How cool would that have been? Mm. I really like that idea. Really, really cool. So, I think that's all the news. Loads of news going on as well since you last spoke. Yeah. And we've got to do loads more pickups. Pickups. Go on, you go first. I have actually got a couple. Yep. Thanks to Sarge for sending me a Steam key for hitting resonant pick. Was that a resonant no. pick? Shall I give him a resonant? Yeah, go on. Well, he hasn't sent me something I want yet, so I'll go on. <laughs> I got a, a bullet hell. Hitagata Happer. Hitagata yeah. Happer. Bullet hell. So thank you for that, Sarge. So that's on Steam, is it? Yes. Excellent. Yeah. I'm on Steam now. I'm, I'm with the kids, me. You are? Yeah. I'm still, I'm still on coal. Coal. <laughs> Anything else? Yes. Oh, you want me to talk about it? Yeah, right. Yes, I please. Got, oh. That would be the idea of the podcast. I got, a go. little, I got a mini GoPro-style camcorder that I was testing out at the Batcave last night. And it's pretty so, good. Yeah. Yeah, you can... It's got that many attachments. Oh, okay. Can you stick yeah, it so, to your beard? 
It has actually got a beard, beard attachment. <laughs> it's kind of like a comb thing, and you can just like a comb clamp. It's called. Are you, you been on them it's... hallucinogenic love drugs again? <laughs> yeah, they're just kicking in. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, so I've used that, and then that there's a link on the YouTube of the Bat Cave. So if anyone's interested in what actually goes on at the Bat Cave, and, and you and should if... be, it's a great little place to go. And if you arcadists out there, it's Indeed. a great night. Yeah, so you can have a look. And I actually do a little walk around of the shop as well down below the back cave. Loads going on in that shop. I've yeah. been there. It's brilliant. Mm, it's good. Yeah. Excellent. And they are my two pickups, apart from all the Christmas presents. But actually, I didn't get many. I just got money. Oh, spend pretty, on arcade stuff. Pretty good. I spent it all on, I don't know, it's just gone. Beard adornments. I don't know where it's gone, to be honest. Okay. It's gone. <laughs> well, do you want to hear my 78 pickups? Yes, go on. Actually, it's probably more than that. Right. I got some T-shirts from the Galloping Ghost. We spoke about them earlier. I got one yes. for me, one for you, one for Sarge, and I think I might have one left over to give away. Whoa! To excellent. a listener who says, "Can I have a T-shirt, please?" I'll say yes. So, if you want a T-shirt with the Galloping Ghost, give me a shout. Thank you, Galloping Ghost, Doc Mac. Thank you. I also got a Galloping Ghost Productions Dark's Presence T-shirt for me, which is slightly bigger because I'm a bit of a fat lad at the moment. Have I been eating too much? I have. I got a Sky Cursor t-shirt, one for me, one for you. Excellent. Nice grey t-shirt, they're really cool. Thank you, Sky Cursor guys. I got a glow-in-the-dark, scary alien pinball tournament t-shirt from Ants at Zanzibar. Which is, you know the the aliens on Attack from Mars and Revenge from Mars, those really horrible looking things with the big teeth? I didn't know there was an Attack from Mars until I heard your audio. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's got got those guys, but they glow in the dark. They're like bright red and bright pink and bright green and they glow in the dark. And it was from one of the tournaments that they had there. It was left over, which is really cool. I got a Karate Champ and Kung Fu Master PCB from Brent. But he, yeah. I said to him, I've got those already, thanks. And he said, oh, give them to Sean, or you can swap them with someone, or do what you want with it. So that is going to you, son. Wow, thank you very much. So that is thank from you. Brent. Uh, I got a Russian attack from Brent for me. So that's brilliant. And I also got... And I haven't even opened the package yet. I got a Cosmic Monsters. Cosmic Mike. You know the Cosmic Games? I'm hopefully going to make it go in there. I don't even know if it works or anything. I got it really, really cheap on eBay. Yeah. So hopefully I can get that going. Right. Here's the next one. And I'm going to do some live drinking on air in a minute. Whitney (laughs) gave me this. I'm going to show you on the webcam. And I'm going to describe it. It's Smooth Ambler. Old Scout, single barrel, cask strength, straight bourbon whiskey. Wow. And I'm going to share it with you when I see you next. I won't drink it all. And if mm. I did, I'd be dead, I think. It's 52.8% <laughs> alcoholic volume. It's eight years old. It's a beautiful mm. single barrel bourbon. And I'm going to open it right now and have a little bit. I've got a glass here. Ugh. I tried this before when Whitney sent me some whiskey before, and I went a bit giddy. <laughs> I'm, gonna have a, I'm gonna have a tiny. He said to me, "It is not drinking whiskey; it's a sipping whiskey." Mm. So I'm gonna sip on air. It actually, smells really nice. Is it got woody overtones? Ooh. Oh, it's quite warm. Does it Plastic. warm your throat? Do you know what? I'm not a whiskey guy, but that's beautiful. Mm. Mm, that's quite nice. We had some, didn't we? Was it last yeah, year? Yeah, that was the one. Just... That was the one yeah, that... that Whitney sent me first. It was a big roundy mm-hmm. bottle. Yeah, that was Ooh, nice. That's really warmed me up, that has. Oh, just a minute. Mm. <laughs> Talk I better stop yourself. that now. I better stop that. Anyway, 
Moving on before I forget everything. Yes. In television carts, and I've got on the notes, many. Many carts And I'm were staring purchased. right at them, so I'm going to tell you what they are. Motocross, Space Hawk, Zaxxon, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong, Cubert, Night Stalker, Armor Battle, Astro Smash, Sub Hunt, Empire Strikes Back, Popeye, Frog Bog, Shark Shark, Mission X, and Pinball. Oh, and Demon Attack, which mm, is a really Demon cool game. Is that as good as the Atari one? Yes, it's better, actually. Ah. My throat's lovely and warm now. Mm. <laughs> so that's all of them. And the four mystery carts were, in, in that lot, it was Night Stalker, which I've already got, which is a good game. Armor Battle, which is a bit like combat, it's good. Mm. Astro Smash, which is really good. And Sub Hunt, which is uh, a game you need instructions for, apparently. It's like sort of um, uh, a strategy-type game. Mm. But all good and easily worth over a buck each, which I paid for, which I'm really happy about. Mm. And every single game works except motocross. And motocross will only work on an NTSC in television, apparently. It's one of two games that will only work on an NTSC machine. So I'm not worried. It's all right. Mm. Uh, for Christmas, from my lovely wife, she got me these headphones, which I'm wearing, which are the new new version of the Bose noise-cancelling headphones, QC25s. They're really good on planes and at work and for doing podcasts. I recommend them. And I also got myself a Apple Mac Mini for Christmas, which is going to replace my rubbish PC, which made a load of noise and just never really works. It was Windows. Harumph. Harumph Windows. Harumph. So I'm I'm a proper Mac guy now. I'm a big old Apple person. Apple-y, Apple-y type person. So you're going to scrap Windows altogether, yeah? Uh, I think I might have to run it under parallels on a, on a Mac just for a mm. few little things that I can't get to work on a Mac, like mm. um, EEPROM burning and stuff like that. That's yeah. the only thing I think I'll need. I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm trying to get MAME to work, SDL MAME, which kind of works now, and I've got loads of things to iron out, but I'll, I'll work through it. I mm. also got myself a third-party keyboard and mouse for them because I can't afford Apple ones because they cost a fortune. Yeah. I also got, you know, I've been on about an Apple IIc, the old yeah, 8-bit. Yeah. I got one. I got one in the UK. Not not from America? No, no, because it would have been, been... Well, we actually came back with two overweight luggage bags and also bought another one over there. So yeah. we came back with a bunch of stuff. I mean, I bought all those T-shirts and trousers and wife bought shoes and I bought cartridges. And it, it was a lot. It was a lot. So I got an Apple IIc and the guy is a UK dealer on, under eBay called Fool, P-H-O-O-L, and he did me a really good deal because it came mm. with a few five and a quarter inch discs, 133.35 millimeter discs, young man. <laughs> so he sent me a few games just to try it because I, I, I wouldn't know how to do it otherwise. He, he sent me a, a really nice book to go with it to t- help me how to use it because I've never touched one before, never used an Apple IIc ever. But it is pretty cool. Mm. I like it. I was playing Pac-Man and uh, Load Runner the other night, which is groovy. We also bought an Apple TV 4, which is the one that plays games. Oh. It's got games on it you can download now on the telly. So that's, is that like a USB stick thing that you stick in your TV? It's like a little box. It's similar yeah. kind of it's a box with HD on the back of it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm. But it, the controller on it now has got a little touchpad. And it's also got Siri in it. So you can say to it, I want to watch X-Files. And it'll go and find X-Files for you. Mm. It's amazing. But I'm just going pl- to play Crossy Road on it. As we were saying earlier, Mulder's not on it now. He's gone to pieces, hasn't he? No, a new one's coming out soon. It's in Californication now. Yeah, but better than that, X-Files is coming out this month, end of the month. 
Oh, yeah, I heard that. They're doing like a kind of a reboot thing. Groovy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I also bought an Apple-compatible joypad, a wireless one to go with it, made by Hori, which you like. Oh, yeah. It's a good little joypad. It's all mm-hmm. Bluetooth, and you charge it with a, a wire, and it, it charges for a long time, lots of stuff. But that can be, I can use that on Macs and iPhones and all those kind of things as well. You just pair it with different things, so you can use it on all sorts of stuff. Right. So next time I go on an aeroplane with my laptop, I can play it with a proper controller, or sort of half a proper controller anyway. Well, just as an aside, you know we're talking about hoary sticks. Mm-hmm. My four-way that I've been that you inside you've sorted have for. Have you me. given it a good bashing on Kung Fu Master? I have, yeah, but I've been going back through the, some of the four-way games we've played, like Eyes and Sun Sun and stuff like you that. You haven't beaten me, have you? No. Good. I thought, oh, fresh when we scores on these now, but no, I've, we obviously put a lot of time in and got good scores on yeah, them. Yeah. But w- one good game I found, it actually found it on my 16-1 and then went, went and played it on this four-way, a game called Van Van Car. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it because it's on a 16-1, but I've not played yeah. it. Is it good? It looks crap, but I've actually, it is, I think it's quite good, actually. I'm having another, it's, it's, I'm having another <laughs> sip. <laughs> it's like a maze game thing. Oh, you don't want to breathe in when you drink. Oh, 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 straight, straight to your head. It does. It's nice though. Mm, it's good taste. And you've got yeah. You collect stuff. You've got you've got sort of rockets you can fire off and jump. It might might be worth looking at that one. You know, let's, let's cover in that Van oh, Van Car. I shall, sir. I shall fire up the sixteen one. Have a look at that. Mm. Excellent. A mod chip for the PS one, but Sarge hasn't sent me yet. So I'm going to take back that that ping. Yeah. Is that taking it back? You could do a reverse ping sound. Uh, I'm sure he's going to send me it very soon when he gets time. Sarge, <laughs> come on! <laughs> I also got a Vectrex Christmas cart from Chris Binary Star, from Binary Star Software for the Vectrex. Yeah. And I only realised yesterday, I got it when I got in, because uh, it was at the Neighbours. Oh, brilliant, he sent this really nice box and it looks lovely. And I just had a quick look at it. And, and I hadn't had time to even play it or anything on the Vectrex until today. And... Um, I looked at it today, and I thought, hold on a minute, there's a Christmas tree hanging out the side of that cartridge. It's got a little cartridge, it's like a little plastic clear Christmas tree. I thought, I don't look right. And I found out that this is the one of five special edition ones that he made. And I was lucky yeah. enough to get one. How cool is that? Excellent. So it comes in a slightly bigger box, it's really well presented, and there's two games on it. There's... Um, a grabby game where you've got a grabber at the bottom, you move left and right, and it's it's analogue as well, which is very uncommon for Vectrex to have an analogue game. So the yeah. further you move the stick left and right, the quicker and slower it goes. And what you do is you press the button, there's two buttons, like grab and retract the grabber, and you've got to grab the presents and not grab the anvils. And mm. it, tries, it tries to grab and it tries to drop anvils and bombs on, you've got to avoid those. And it's a really that's one game on the cartridge, and then the other game is um Christmas tree asteroids. Instead of yeah. so you've got a little Christmas tree firing, and you fire at the presents that go into little presents, and a snowman comes and tries to get you, and it's just like asteroids. It's a really cool little game, and as you play the game on this limited one, the it, the Christmas tree lights up green and it flashes when you do things on screen. It's really mm. cool little thing. Um, nice. So I'm really looking because of the quality of that game. I'm really looking forward to his. He's doing Death Race as well, which is nearly finished. Yeah, on the Vectrex. And he's also doing the space launch we talked about earlier. So I know now this guy does some really cool quality software. You've got to get a Vectrex, stuff, yeah. You've got to get a Vectrex. Save up your Christmas money. So much stuff coming out for it now. Right, pickups from other people. Chris, Phil from the Sky Cursors, Whitney and Brent and family from the Broken Token podcast, and Aaron from the 
Retro Obscura podcast, got fine quality biscuits and mince pies for myself. Very nice. I also gave Whitney and Brent some of these engineering deburring toolkits I had from work. And they're for deburring, because they love their tools, those guys. They're always fixing stuff. Yeah. And they're for deburring steel and aluminium and plastic. There's like a scraping tool and a countersink tool and uh, sort of like a, a sort of filey thing for, mm. for deburring of metals and plastic. So hopefully those two will find those useful. Yeah. Also gave Brent the the prototype Vectrex controller. It's been on all the uh, the Facebook page on Vectrex because he likes Vectrex, and I thought that'd be a nice present to give him to to give it a really good going for me. That he can be my sort of beta tester. And later on that week, I think he had family around and he was play Vectrex. So hopefully they've all had a good go of it. He seemed impressed with it, so hopefully it's working all right. Mm, excellent. I think. That is all the pickups for now. I might have some at work when I get back to work tomorrow. I don't know. We'll do <laughs> That's next a time. lot of pickups. Okay, shall we do some feedback? Okay, all this first bit of feedback is about the cover because when you were off. Uh, gallivanting in America eating mince pies and biscuits and getting overweight. Yeah. I was working out. I was getting ripped mm. for the for the podcast fifty two image. I saw it. I was Hagar. He was uh, Mayor Hagar. Yeah. And Phil I and thought, Paul were the other guys. Cody and Dave, wasn't it? Yeah, we did well over half an hour's bench pressing and all them things in. You to, look really good, that, mate. To get that Fit. ripped. Yeah, actually I've gone gone over Christmas. I've put, you know, lost my muscles and Oh no. Beer belly's back. But, you know, it was good while it lasted. Anyway, Andy Godoy, RGDS guy, he says, love this cover. I want it as a poster. We should release some of these pictures, you know. Yeah, maybe maybe next time we go to an uh, arcade meet or a show, we'll do some CDs with all the podcasts on and maybe some of the pictures on there as well. Could do. Yeah, that'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? Think anyone would buy them? No, if we're giving away. Buy them. give them away. Yeah, maybe. Give them away and give them some money. Yeah, can, can you have this? We'll give you five if you take it off of us. Yeah, oh, go on, worth a go, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Phil V85, as always, your podcast artwork has made me chuckle. Good work. Mm-hmm. Benny from the RGDS podcast. Brilliant podcast image. <laughs> Ed Horse, him with the hooves. Hooves. Great picture, Hagar. Sarge, him with the pings. You look brilliant as Hagar. Thanks, Sarge. <laughs> to that. It's more about the picture of the actual podcast. The podcast was <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Alpha One, I'll have you been bench pressing? Obviously, I had. Yeah. But you know, yeah. And Alex, Nintendo Arcade, and Garen, who's called Retro Shmupper, who's also from on the RGD. He is podcast, indeed. He's put great podcast guys. Alex is comparing me to right said Freddy is actually in the image. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Phil from Maximum Power Up. Or the Minimum Power Down, as we call them off air. Minimum Power Down. <laughs> we're on air. You have to edit that oh, out. Sh- sh- quiet. Shh, shh, shh. It sent me a YouTube video. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a Did You Know Gaming review of Final Fight, and it's a right in-depth YouTube documentary-ish thingy cool. of Final Fight, where it came from, where it went, who it is now. And yeah. I must have watched it over Christmas. I've forgotten it. Uh, for, this is one from VIP. It is. I'm enjoying hearing Sean Holly with the guys from Maximum Power Up on the latest 10 Pence podcast. They're a good match. Hey, Thanks, not that Vip. good. Not that Thanks, good. Vip. 
you were. <laughs> Aaron from Sh- Aaron, sorry, I will say Aaron. Aaron from Show Me Games, mm-hmm. which is the Blackburn Twitching guys. They're right twitchy. You know when you get like a twitch. They're like squirrels, aren't they? Twitchy, yeah, I'm twitch, doing a twitch. doing a twitch on webcam now. Can you see it? Everyone can see you doing that. Thank you. Yeah, I'll have some it's... more whiskey while you do that. Okay, a bit more twitching. You've down that now. Don't don't have all of it. I took a little while. Oh, oh, it's warm. <laughs> it's put. Listen to the new episode. Was really was great. Really enjoyed it. I never liked Final Fight, but the rest of the Capcom side scrolling beat'em ups I loved. Favorite being the Punisher. Mm-hmm. I'll give the Kung Fu Master Challenge a go and see what score I can get. Keep up the good work. Do you know what? I forgot mm. to put my ten pence worth in. Mm. I played Final Fight. I had one go of it, and. It's one of those games, if you've got a couple of quid in your pocket, it's a good mm-hmm. game because you can just keep putting it in and keep progressing. But playing it 1cc, awful. Yeah. Because you can't very find it. And it is designed to beat the bejesus out of you and then get your money back. So I didn't enjoy it. I really it's didn't. Much, much better with friends. Them style of games. Speaking to someone about it last night, those style of games are much better with friends. Yeah, they, they're really good actually with a couple of people enjoying yourself. And but with just one person, it's a different game. Different game. You've just reminded me of another thing I saw in the second game over shop. Everyone mm. in the game over shops are really friendly, talkative. It's really cool. They had an arcade cab in one shop. Yeah. Guess what I had in it? Bum set riders. Four player. Yay! No. But it was the nicer looking cabs. They they had the same cab for a lot of their Konami four players, like the X Men four player, um, Sunset Riders, Cowboys and Mesa, Turtles, Simpsons. They're all the same cab. It's sort of a normal cab, sort of standing cab, and a, a great big control panel. But the UK one we got, I think, it was made by Electrocoin, was a really hideous like plinth cab. It's sort of like yeah. a stand. It's horrible looking thing. But the American cabs, I think, are a lot, lot nicer. The four players, mm-hmm. a lot nicer. And they had one of those in the shop. I went meh, meh. Aaron said, "Oh, it's a good game." No, it's not meh. That's another one we disagreed on, weren't it? Yeah, we did. Oh well, Mick Wasted Berry, Mister Wasted. Yes, is give us a couple of suggestions for our listener picks. One of them is called Blood Brothers. Yes. Is that uh, to do with Cowboys of Mumesa and um, no. Sunset Riders? Like, is it not a platform game? I've forgotten again. Do you know? I've listened. I don't know, My but it, sort of, it reminds terrible. me of that. I'm not sure. We'll have to look into that one. Okay. And another one called Avenging Spirit. Okay. So I've put them on the list. Good, good. Which is getting a long list. We're going to have to look at that soon. We will. Darth Nuno Bruno, he says, cool, right in time, this podcast. I plan to burn a CD tonight. Oh, yeah, he listens to his car, doesn't he? I've actually done that recently. Wow. Burnt, burnt about five podcasts onto CD so I could listen to him. Wow. I was, I was tra- doing a lot of traveling at the time. Mm. There's a guy called They Were Our Gods. Ooh. And he's, do- he's writing a book, but we'll talk about that next time, I think. Ooh. And he's put, Kung Fu Master is one of the best arcade games ever, in my opinion. A big favourite of mine. It's a good one. And he's put in a good score so far. Oh, has he? Hmm. Hmm. Not happy about Les- that. Lesley Les- Dean. He's put, by the way, Sylvia <laughs> oh, yeah. has, a, has a prominent Adam's apple. Sylvia is the girl that gets kidnapped in, in Kung Fu Master. Yeah, I'll, I've never noticed that, actually. And when she's in the, I thought I don't know what he's on about. But when she's in the chair struggling in one of the cutscenes, it does look 
Right, she has a prominent Adam's apple. Is she wearing size 12 US red lady shoes? Uh, no, it could be. I think she has got red shoes on. It might have been my old alter ego. You never know. There could be a link there, yeah. Retro Obscura have been on. Mm. Which one of the Retro Obscuras is it? There's three of them. It's whoever's controlling the Twitter account at one the time. Of, one of my faves. Have you seen footage of the unreleased arcade sequel? I think this might be Aaron Hickman. Yes, mm. we have. We've seen the um, sort of unofficial unreleased sequel to Kung Fu Master, haven't we? Yes, Spartan X2. Yeah, yeah, better graphics and a little bit better gameplay, but not quite on main yet, I don't think, unfortunately. Mm. Ian Cullen, mm-hmm. listen to the podcast. Congrats on completing 1942. Yeah. Oh, I... just a minute. Let me give you one of these for doing 1942, old son. Thank you. Forgot. Well done. Yeah, yeah. Proud of you. <laughs> Well done, fella. Since I started playing again, I'm struggling to get past half a million. Still a oh, good score. Oh, shut up. I can't get 300,000. Hrumpf. Mm. <laughs> Harumph. I like that word. Have you made that up, or is it an actual I use word? it a lot. Hrumpf. Mm. I, I think you made that up. I probably got like the Beano. <laughs> Peter K. Man, Sweden. Mm-hmm. He's got his hands on a new old stock, 39-inch CRT. 39-inch. Wow. Yep. So I asked him about it, and it weighs 180 pound, 90 kilos, that is. Oh, my Lord. That is a heavy monitor. That's the size of a small planet. Has it, got its, own, has it got its own gravity thing going on there? With little tiny 14-inch monitors flying around it in an orbit. <laughs> I think he's bought it off a giant. Yeah. yeah. I can see a picture on our notes, and it's actually got the cling film still on the screen. It must be brand spanking out of the box new. I'll tell you what, those, those a cabinet with a 39-inch monitor is a nice thing to look at. It's so nice for playing on. That thing in front of it is a bezel from, from a, a, a 29. Naomi, yeah, I can see that. So that's the bezel looks small compared to this 39. We might have to put that. We have to publish that picture just to see how the scale of this monstrous thing. I know. I don't oh know what he's Lord. on about. Maybe doing a cocktail, but the cocktail will have to be like for for a giant as we well. Wouldn't stand it? on it. Yeah. Tronads are sending some feedback. It was very interesting hearing the feedback from the couple in Green Bay. I must look them up, and if I ever get to Green Bay Packers game one day. Mm. We also have some more feedback from Gareth Woodham. He's put, hello, 10 pencers. The ex-Weymouth chap here again. I've been living in Stockholm for a while where the scene is dominated by pinball. There's Mm. a very limited number of arcade machines, and I was able to buy an unloved one from a pinball collector for my main project. Like most Swedish cabs, this is a generic cab built in Scandinavia, probably during the 80s. During the 90s, 90s, it was converted to an illegal gambling machine by Mm. by fitting some fruit machine or poker ROMs in it and replacing the control panel. I'm told this was a common fate for most of the machines here. It's weird, isn't it? Mm. I'm not sure how the payout worked because the cabbie's not fitted with any coin or bill dispenser. I heard some stories that the bar staff would hand out any winnings under the counter. Wow. Do you know what? I had a cab like that once. I got a cab from Germany, and it was actually a converted Klax cabaret cabinet, and that's why I wanted it for, mm. to... Converted back into a Tetris because I already had a Clax uh, already. And that had about five or six buttons on it. And that was converted to some kind of eight-liner type jackpotty machine. And that didn't have a, a function for dumping out money. So I think you mm. must have had to, it must have made a noise or something. And, you know, the bar stuff would be alerted and you got a few beers or a prize or something for it. I don't know. But I had exactly the same thing. I gave the PCB to someone who wanted it. And I converted it into a uh, Tetris machine. 
Ah. He's actually put, all this is because of the absurdly strict Swedish gambling regulations. That was hard oh, to say. Okay. Anyway, I saved my cabinet from this sorry state. It was pretty badly beaten up and had received damage, no doubt, from angry punters. Ooh. I, th I threw in a PC and a monitor, rebuilt the control panel and covered the whole thing in carbon fiber vinyl wrap for, for a modern retro look. Yeah. The local collecting community were unhappy about the LCD panel, but they shut up when I gave away the original CRT to anybody that could be offered to collect it. Mm. Personally, I'm very happy to see games displayed more crisply and with better colours than the originals ever had. Mm. It would be fun to hear our thoughts. It's well, a bit of a, mm. Gareth, each to their own, mate. If you enjoy it, enjoy it. Yeah, it's cool. I prefer CRTs because I like the curve of the screen and the scan lines. But if that's your bag, mate, I hope you're enjoying it. Mm. Simple as that. Yep. Let's Fair go enough. on to. I am Jimmy. He Jim, is Jimmy. He is Jimmy. That's he what he is. says there. He is. Good work on holding the fort, Sean, and thanks to the Mad Pals, the Bad Pals, for helping out. Hope you guys had a great Christmas and New Year. Looking forward to hearing all about Victor's adventures across the pond and another year of 10p podcasts. Absolutely. Mm. Mick Wasted Berry, Mr. Wasted. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've already answered this on Twitter. If you wanted to be buried in a cab... Oh, I haven't. Which one would you choose? Yeah, I've already... You said the X-Men 6 player, because there's plenty of room to move. Yeah. Even though you'd be dead, you fool. And Oh, yeah. Oh, but, you yeah. Could put, but you could put stuff in the top of it, because you could curl up in the bottom, yeah. and you could have, like, snacks and stuff in the top. What, for the afterlife? <laughs> are, you, are you a pharaoh? <laughs> <laughs> like the Egyptians, yeah. Uh, Got a packet of what's <laughs> If If I was that... I'm not really that way inclined. You can do what you want with me when I'm dead. I don't care. Uh, but as a really cool coffin, maybe, it'd have to be Dig Dug for me, wouldn't it? Or Donkey you Kong. You, you wouldn't fit in. You're far too tall. You've got to be thinking logically. You can do what you want with me, mate. I'll be dead. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever you like. I've just had a better idea. What's that? One of them big outrun, full-size outrun car things. You just dump you on the seat. That'll do. Mm. You get in the boot then. Yeah. And you have loads of snacks in the front. <laughs> It's all about snacks, me. Snacks! I might have some more whiskey in a minute. No, better not. No. Rob McMullen, who's the guy from... Play a Missile. Brilliant Atari podcast. Next pre-crash game you guys do, I'll submit a score. Sorry I missed Toidles. I might install that one too. I think you mm. should. And Vip can't wait to hear my stories, which is ace, and I hope he enjoys them. And I've also got one here from Chris Federico, who is Chris++ on the Atari Age forums. Yeah. Uh, 1942 and Superbug, it's called. Hey, you arcade game ass-kicking lot. I just had to write and say congratulations to Sean for completing 1942. That's a massive achievement. That's a massive achievement. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> He's so proud. <laughs> Regarding Superbug, which you'll hopefully get to play soon at the arcade club, notice that it's basically fire truck for one player instead of two. Yes, we know, yeah. Compare the play fields and you see what I mean. Thanks for the awesome podcast, and I hope you enjoyed your American trip, Victor. Right, Mr. Chris Plus Plus, you may be correct, but there is a one-player fire truck as well, you know. It's called Smokey Joe. Yeah. I presume it's very close to Superbug, if that's the case. Oh, that's what I was thinking of, actually. Yeah. Mm. That's what I was Smokey thinking Joe of. came up a little while ago on eBay in France, and I missed it. I would have bought it if I'd known. I would have bought it. Mm. And on that annoyed note, let's do some cool shout-outs. Okay. You first, because I've got lots. 
Yeah, I have just got one shout out, and it's to our regular listener and game player. Our only regular listener and game player, it sounds like. <laughs> it? No, we've got a few. Lesile 70 Dean, he has recently become the official Twin Galaxies world record holder for Crossy Road. Wow. Which we seem to mention all the time. It's a good game. Mm, yeah. Well, well done, Dean. Well I think you've got over well, 700, was it, or something ridiculous? He has, but his score on Twin Galaxies is about 400 and something. So that's probably the one he recorded. Well, my best ever is about 144, so he's doing pretty well. When I think of that, I think of us going through the Euro Tunnel. Yeah. Because I, I was playing it then, weren't I? <laughs> you were. Right, let's do some of my shout-outs. So lots of shout-outs. Chris Cruz and Phil Golubish from the Griffin Aerotech, the Sky Cursor guys. It's a shame Brad wasn't with them too, who's their programmer. Mm. who met up with us, driving us around all the arcades in Chicago and having massive fat pizza with us afterwards. Hope you enjoyed the mince pies when they found out they were actually vegetarian pies. <laughs> Big shout out to Doc Matt and also Pete Han at the Galloping Ghost for looking after us and not allowing any money to be removed from our wallets at all. True pioneers of arcades and the friendliest guys you could ever meet. Scott Lambert at the Underground Retrocade, of course. Scott is an absolute gentleman and has a beautiful arcade. Also wouldn't allow any money out of our wallets. I had a free tab clear there. Love a bit of high fructose corn syrup, me. Good luck with expansions of the Galloping Ghost and Underground Retrocade. Because when I said to Scott later on, oh, I didn't realise you had an upstairs to expand, he said, we've also got a basement. Mmm, ah. they might be going down mm. as well as up. Mm. Obviously, Whitney and his beautiful family for making Waff and myself feel very welcome and making me an even bigger fan of Turkey. The bourbon was from Whitney. It was absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. Also, Brent for, well, for being Brent, really, and picking us with his huge F-350 truck and taking us to Zanzibar. And the PCBs were from him, from, for us as well. Okay. Also, Ants and his brother for making Zanzibar so cool. Ant showed us around his cab storage and gave me a cool glow-in-the-dark monster pinball tournament t-shirt. The next shout-out, Aaron Hickman, for driving up to San Antonio to Austin, Texas to hang out with us for the day. He ferried us around in his truck and ate with us and played games as well as put with me messing around a lot in the game shops. Everyone was really <laughs> helpful and friendly in the game over shops. Like them as well. Also, another shout-out to Kevin Savitz, who's a friend of mine from the, Atari, the Antic Atari 8-Bit Podcast, for ringing around people to try and find me an Apple IIc in America. In the end, I managed to get one from the UK for roughly the same price and less hassle of getting a three-kilogram computer home in my luggage. But he tried really hard. He rang around loads of people for me, put me in contact with different things, found stuff. So thank you, Kevin, for helping me. But I got one in the end. And I might be asking for a little bit more help with it because I'm not quite sure what I'm doing with it yet. Mm. Also, I spoke earlier, Dave Fool UK on U um, the UK eBay for sending me the thing with the Apple II. I asked him if he could send me a disc with, like, two games on to get me started. He sent me about four games, some DOS discs, some other stuff, loads of things for the Apple IIc, and also a book I wasn't expecting, so that's really mm. cool of him. Thank you, everyone. Now, after all those thanks and that whiskey I've been drinking, we'll have a musical interlude, and this is what I was listening to in Aaron's car with him, it's a Galaxian remix by Dia Gamblick, also known as Aaron Hickman.
sounds excellent. Right, we're nearly there. It's been a long one. It's been a long one. I've added all the audio in. Mm. Next show's game and who pick it is still the same one. Kung Fu Master. If you're not playing it, play it and tell us how good you are at it. Yeah. Hopefully, Sean hasn't snapped his stick of joy off yet. Have you snapped your stick of joy off, son? I've got a love-hate relationship with that game. <laughs> I know you have. More than any other game in my entire wife, life even. Really? Yeah. You're pretty good at it, though, I'm, I'm begrudged to say. I love it, then I hate it, then I love it, then I hate it. Yeah, I find that. When you get to that yellow guy at the end with the pyjamas on, he beats the crap out of you. I can beat him every single time. Really? Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a method to that, and I think I know what it is. I have to try it. At the end of level three? No, the that, yellow that guy, guy. The yellow guy in the pyjamas, the very end. He's, oh, the level three guy's got pyjamas. Yeah, I can beat him almost every time as well. Oh, shut up, you. It's the level four guy, the, the guy that throws the magic guy that splits into two that is the pain. If you can get him in the right place, he's quite easy. Yeah. Yeah, what do you mean? I, anyway, I let the listeners work it out yes. for themselves, you. Yes. You can yes. tell me later. Yeah. Right. This is a new thing, but only for this 0.5 podcast. Ending thoughts. Mm. Okay. Right. On our last day in Austin, Texas, we met up with a friend of more Tories than mine, but a guy called Reagan Jones, who happens to be the singer in Iris, who, along ah. with Andrew Seeger, are all the, are the artists responsible for the song in our intro and outros, New Invaders. He kindly drove us around and to a place called the Oasis on Lake Travis. And guess what? That place had an arcade. Wow. I noticed it and said, you better try that out. So I did a very quick audio round. It was a very small arcade. It was the last place. It was quite pleasant seeing it. I wasn't expecting it. This is the audio from there. I'm in another arcade uh, somewhere in Austin. I'm not sure where we are. It's right around the sticks. It's like a sort of Spanish place. It's a really nice place to have a drink and look over the ocean. It's beautiful. And wife noticed, check out the arcades. A little sign which I took a picture of. And in here, it's only a little tiny place, but probably a place for the kids to hang out while the mums and dads are having dinner or whatever. There's quite a few little sort of gumball machines and, you know, wind stuff and grabbers. But there's also um, a Ms. Pac-Man and Gallagher, class of 81, common game. Beachhead 2000, uh, a Wild Riders, which I've never seen before. Which is quite a fun game, but the uh, accelerator wasn't very good. It looks like a sort of motorbike version of Crazy Taxi. A Cruising Exotica car game. And also a Crazy Taxi. There's a cab in the corner, which looks like a sort of fighting machine. You've got the pedestal ones. I hear music, but it's going to display on the screen. There's loads of little ball, you can win t-shirts and a ball, that sort of stuff, and key rings and grabbies. There's also a Tekken 4 in a dynamo cab, which was quite fun. Not very good at that. Hydro Thunder and a Big Buck Safari. I don't want to shoot no lions. Anyway, nice to see another arcade just before we go. That place had amazing views over the lake and was glorious last day there. It was really sunny on the last day. He even drove us to the airport too, so thank you very much, Reagan, if you're listening. We got speaking about arcade games at one point, and we were exactly the same age, 42, and he said he'd love to have a rolling thunder machine. And I went, ah. Oh. And I told him about my hate of rolling. He oh, no, you don't, you can't hate it. I said, no, I understand why you like it. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, you can probably pick one up. You can probably get one from here for a couple hundred dollars. He's like, really? I thought it'd be more expensive. No, a couple hundred dollars, you'll get it, no problem. He also asked me about the game where you control the cartoon and i soon realized he meant dragon's lair and i told him not to get one of those yeah. though because they won't work they never work for long mm-hmm. we also you and me old son i thought about this long and hard we both need to save up our pennies and plan yeah. a long weekend to chicago 
A weekend. A weekend, a long weekend in Chicago. Where we can meet up with the Sky Cursor guys, the Broken Token guys, Ants, Retro Obscura, and do an almighty shindig at the Galloping Ghost, Underground Retrocade, Logan Arcade, and Zanzibar. It's a date! That's okay. Let's do it. <laughs> you better start saving your 10p's, old son. <laughs> yeah. Next year, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it's next year now. It's 2016 now. Is that what you mean? Later in 2016, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, tr- we'll, we'll have a think about that, yeah? Okay. So I'd love to do it. And on that note, thanks for listening. Thanks for podcasting. Good to talk to you again. I'm off to drink mm. a little bit more bourbon. <laughs> Thank you very much. And we will see you. No, we won't. We will hear from you even better. No, we won't. You will hear from us. You're getting it, better at that. Do we? Do you know, sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't. It's you'll that you'll hear from us in two weeks' yeah. time. Goodbye. Thank you, guys. Goodbye. Bye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. <laughs>